go ahead. Take your calls. We do it every single week. Sunday, 11 p.m. Sunday night's a street fight. I'm your host, Brett Payne, joined by my co-host, Brian Quinby. We've been doing this on the airwaves now for seven years. WCRS has been uh, gracious enough hosts of this depravity and disillusionment with the way the world is going. They've allowed us to uh, put down our dissent and disruption to the round earth narrative. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. I can't stop laughing at this stupid song. <laughs> we are coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio, out of the Free Press Studios uh, here in the capital of Ohio. You can listen. Uh, at wcrsfm.org live every single week um just click on i think it's just stream you just click on the stream link on the left hand side and uh we are right there otherwise you can get in i think the phones are filled up right now 614-412-5252 we're going to take calls for as long as we can i'll try to give you a heads up um when we're gonna so you're not waiting for too long but thank you for the excitement for the call-in show last week was the return of the max and we did a slam dunk it was a lot of fun having erica in the studio having uh username joshua and uh, adam here as well it felt like a party i feel like we gotta do that more often we need people in the studio now i think now we're at a point where we need people here for us to get up and party with the show right it feels good now it's just me and brett tonight and it's like almost sad since i mean if you're listening to his voice he's dying from allergies the earth is killing him he's allergic to the planet <laughs> yeah i uh have a real problem with earth day because that's the day that my eyes seal shut and my nose fills up and i almost suffocate on my own snot i freaked gwen out a little bit today because we were walking and i was like it smells like rotten eggs and she was like yeah i was like this makes me not want to save the earth that much because it stinks so bad. <laughs> and she always is like, she takes me seriously so often where she'll say something like, well, it's not the earth's fault. And I'm like, I know I'm being a smart aleck. Okay. I'm being a wiseacre over here. It's like when I tell her that, like, I don't care if an animal goes extinct because it's annoying. <laughs> she gets so mad at me. I'm like, I really care about the animals. 
Sure. Currently but very worried about rhinos. She doesn't know how to cover up her fear with comedy. That's yeah. true. We got. She's got to learn a like, little honey, bit. Honey, right? when you're afraid of the plastic ball in the ocean, you just make a joke about the president's wife. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I should. I should make sure. I need. She needs to learn how to. How when you're nervous about every single thing in the world. That uh, you gotta you, you you gotta make a joke. You gotta do something. Make you know? them laugh. Make them laugh. Yeah. What a what a four twenty. We have four twenty this week. That was big, right? Four twenty for me. I was babysitting on four twenty. My sweetest friend. Listen, this is street fight is a family. Okay, and here's proof of that. Brett watched my daughter while I went to wrestling. Yes, I know what you're thinking out there. You went to a whole bunch of wrestling two weeks ago. Aren't you tired of that? Nope. Never get tired yeah, of wrestling. You kind of figure out when you're going to see it next. <laughs> I, am, I am working on some stuff to go see the J-Lit tournament out in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel on Memorial Day weekend is doing a cool tournament, and I want to go to that. And I might even go to the Tournament of Survival, which used to be called the Tournament of Death but in wrestling gotta change the name sometimes yeah. when you decide you aren't friends with the tournament of death people anymore <laughs> yeah it's like uh an oil change shop that just reopens with a different name oh god there's so many of those there's a new there's a new one in town that's like wildly successful called like i think it's called like five minutes or something and all of a sudden like every old fast lube i drive by is a five minutes now and it's like you know what i've been thinking lately if I can't, first of all, I get my oil changes with Groupon anyway because it's genius, right? Like twenty five dollar oil change and it never changes. Like they never like you need more because they're like this cheap son of a bitch. Comes yeah, in. <laughs> well Groupon. they're like basically like we're willing to we'll do it for twenty five dollars. Fine, <laughs> just get anybody you can for twenty five bucks. <laughs> yeah, any basement bottom bar uh, bargain basement shoppers. I just i I hate getting my oil changed, and I didn't do it for a number of years because it was it was like every time I went in there, they were. I mean, I didn't do it regularly, right? I would do my oil changes. I guess that's wrong to say I didn't do it for a number of years, right? I would do it very sporadically for a long time. Now I've been doing every three. I've been doing the mileage. I've been doing it right because I can get a good price on it. And it's not like a hellacious experience for sure. me. Because I feel bad turning people down for sales every time. Every time I, somebody's like, I'm trying to sell you something. I'm like, I'm very sorry, but I'm not going to buy that. <laughs> Dude, I got scammed out of $25 to buy a little gift basket for a kid with cancer at a hospital. <laughs> the lady just called me up out of nowhere. It was like, we're, we're sending gift baskets to kids. What can I put you down for? And I'm like, what do you, how much is it? Like $25 is the the minimum. And I was like, I can do that. Really? Yeah. I wonder how much of that $25 goes to the kids. Zero. I mean, it's a total scam. Yeah. Yeah. What? I can't what? trust. I'm sorry if you, you know, but it's pretty much going to pay people to try to get more donations is what it's yeah. going towards. You should And then all the people that have to shave off their cut of, of the operation. You should have taken your $25, right? Yeah. And gone and bought a gift basket and taken You're it to right. Children's Hospital. It's right by your – it's not even a long drive. You're probably five, ten minutes away. Dude, that's With so parking, true. it's 20 minutes. You're but. right. I could have just done that. Oh, man. You're – okay. That was stupid. That was stupid. I'm glad I aired that out. Yeah. I knew it was stupid when I did it, but then I was just like – I don't know. I just needed a pop or something. But I feel like you're the type of dude that would know that, right? Like, you're the type of dude that would be like, 
I just feel well because you know what it was is I felt bad for the lady on the phone because I know that she calls people all day that hang up and yell and don't want to hear it and all of that. So the lady on the phone is who sold me. Like I just wanted to help her out. I didn't really want to help the kid out. It was just like you feel bad for the lady because she's got to like uh, she's got to call making these people calls all day. People are mostly like you ain't giving that to the kids. Tell me how much you give to the kids. Think about all day. I mean, I've done it before. When you call and you you go through a whole spiel. Hi, my name is Brett Payne, and I'm calling from you know this company, and we have her this service, and we offer this and that, and we are trying to do this today and that. And then they just go boop 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 boop, and you're like, okay, next one, cue it up, serve yeah. me up another one, let me take another fucking donut. Yeah, you're not a collections caller, but you're one level like. I guess under them, really, because I think a lot of times when I get a collections call, I'm like, I deserve that. That's sure. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I understand why you're nagging me. I told you I'm not going to square it, settle this. Sir, are you not going to settle this debt with us today? I'm like, no, because in the disclaimer, when you when you answer the phone, you said that this debt is too old to be reported on my credit. So therefore, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's how I am, too. I'm like, like uh, sir, we'll, sir, we'll keep sawing your dick off until we get that money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First instance tonight. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of phone calls tonight <laughs> about that. Um, it's uh, it, it's one of those like uh, like calling when I get a call from somebody, even if it's politics that I agree with, I hate that person. You know, if it's like if the Sierra Club calls me, I'm like, you know what? I don't care about the forest. Please, I don't want to talk to you. I don't even. So last week I was in my kitchen doing whatever i did but like a lot of times i just am in my kitchen like ambling or like kind of <laughs> just sort of walking around like i'll do the dishes and then i'll open the fridges and shut them again and <laughs> find different take out the trash and like i just go in there and clean because right. kitchens are the worst space in every house i know you're gonna say the bathroom's bad but the deal in my house is that my wife cleans the bathroom i don't clean the bathroom because i just growing up it was a one of the chores we had to do and i hated them i hated doing the bathroom the bathroom was the one i didn't like to do like it's too much tile and shit like that right and like um so i would be like so so like when we first got together she was like we gotta clean this bathroom and i was like i hate cleaning the bathroom if you leave it up to me to get the bathroom clean the bathroom probably won't get clean very often she was like i'll tell you what you always take out the trash and go to the store I clean the bathroom. Boom. That's the kind of deal I want, Brett. I want the, uh, I don't have to ever. That's why you join a team, right? That's why you get married. Okay. What does it have to do with uh, salespeople, though? I don't remember what that had to do with sales. <laughs> I, smoked, I hit my pen for the first time today, like right before I went into that. So, uh, oh, no, I'll tell you what it was. So I'm in the kitchen, and I'm fucking around, right? And my doorbell rings. And I'm like, I can't leave this kitchen now because if somebody sees me, it's some canvasser and they're going to get in my ear about something because I live in a neighborhood where canvassers just, they do a lot of canvassing. I think anytime you live in like an urban area that's not like the suburbs, they canvass more at your house, you know? And um, so I thought it was a canvasser and I was hiding in my kitchen and then the doorbell just kept ringing. And I was like, oh, no. So I creeped around the corner. It was my kid. It was Gwen. <laughs> nice. Because the door was unlocked. I was like, come into the house. Why are you ringing the damn doorbell? You just made me think I was going to have to have an uncomfortable uncom- conversation with some person trying to, like, 
get me to vote for them on the school board. Right. I'm going to have to shoo them away. (laughs) I don't shoo people away. You know, to be honest, though, so the reason that I did it is because (sighs) the reason that I did it is because I like to know how those things work sometimes, because after I agreed to do it, they put me on the phone with somebody else to collect the payment, which means the people they have calling on the phone, they do not trust with credit card numbers, you know? So like she's just this this person's just thrown into this job to just bother people all day for gifts for kids and then they can't even entrust her with like the information, you know. They aren't paying them enough to even do that, you know, and probably holding some sort of crazy quota above their head. But the the things that I've done recently is I have canceled some of my charitable donations. I signed up for like $15 a month with some environmental groups and they called me every single week asking for more money and I was like Dude, you got me on a. I mean, you got me on a regular money. You can count on my money when you do your books. My money's coming in, and now you're coming and asking for more. Yeah, I never sign up for those subscriptions. I'll, I'll if I got a, if I got twenty bucks in my pocket, I'll hand a guy twenty bucks to get away from my damn win- my door. You know, but they tell me I need you to sign up for a subscription. And I'm like, I ain't, no, that ain't well, ever happening. Sorry. Well, we were actually at the Earth Day celebration today, and it was a real unfortunate way that they set this thing up because the music was fine. The food was great, but they had one row of all of the informational booths. And hey, I like to be very frank about how what the situation the earth is in. But when you walk past like two dozen booths of people telling you about different things that are dooming us all to hell, it is really a bummer. It was a, They're like please can we come can you save the can you save these minerals? Can you save the water? Can you save the air? Can you save these animals? Can you save humanity? Like it was just tons of people asking for money and signatures and time and all of that and it's like God damn it. That is not that's not the best environment. Right. It happens. It, it was like and it was the way that you walk in too. it wasn't like so it was just the earth. We went to the Earth Day celebration together and it was like a long row, just one row of things. And I, you know, I, and I said this to Brett before we started recording, I'm almost positive that the Earth Day celebration now is to get people to hate the Earth because it is bleak. It's not... It Listen, I love this planet, and I want to clean it up and make it really nice, but that festival sucked. It was, like, really bad. I had a good time because Brett and his wife and my kid and my wife were there and his kid, we were all having fun. It's like a thing that you do with the family and kids, and you're just sitting out on the lawn listening to music and having fun, right? Go to the playground, walk around the park. That's great. But everything else about it was either, like, really bleak or I was kind of annoyed by these. (laughs) We went, walked by where they were doing the test drive for the electric cars, right? And I walked by the booth and I went to check out the booth and everything. And I was like, this booth, they're just trying to get us. They're like... Let's let's get the taxpayers to pay for uh, a bunch of new charging stations. And I and you know what? I'm going to say this, and there's probably listeners going to be annoyed with me. Those charging stations are rich people shit. That's just rich people shit. Those Teslas, ain't none of us buying a Tesla. Nobody that's on the air on this phones right now is buying a Tesla. That's like not, I've yeah, I've tried to even look at a Chevy Volt, and when I see that, I'm like, no way. I'd buy I'd buy a fucking limousine. <laughs> For that amount of money. <laughs> right. Right. I, I walked by a Tesla today and I was like, oh, that's 
I mean, there was a the you like have a trunk in the front and the back on one of those boys. And if you know me, I drive a Kia Soul, which has negative cargo space. <laughs> it's the worst. I thought I was smart for buying that car because I was like, look at all this space it has. It's just got high ceilings. It's yeah, basically that's the whole all it gimmick. Is. <laughs> it's like if someone took a trunk, the the trunk of your car, and moved it vertically. <laughs> Yeah, because when I pack, when we pack to travel together, I bring a big box fan, and it takes up like sixty percent of the space. <laughs> Luckily, we don't usually have the whole back seat full, but it's like one of those. It's like really. So I saw a car with two trunks, and I was like, "Get out of here, dude! Get out! I want that." Like, guy had his kids. Like, imagine a car with two trunks at the drive-in where you could just sit in the front trunk. And because this little kid was just sitting in the trunk, just enjoying the night. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, but uh, you got to have a hundred Kickstarter for a pop-up camper that comes out the front. (laughs) Yeah, you got like a hundred and thirty dollars to spend. Uh, Like you got like a hundred. What is a hundred thirty thousand? Or a hundred thousand? Seventy thousand? That car is seventy thousand, right? Is it? Let me look up how much a Tesla is because I'm really I don't know. I'm not even. That. Yeah, that's one thing. Like you said, that's not even my orbit or radar. I've never, I've never thought I'd be able to afford that. That's like, yeah, that's not even close to where I think I'm going to end up. And uh, I would rather just have a French car that runs on French fried grease. That's really my only goal is to have one of those like either an old Mer- old diesel Mercedes uh, or an old diesel volkswagen of some sort and just have it run on french fry grease that's really my dream vehicle and it would be uh marijuana green with the candy paint and uh lots of professional audio equipment you want like a like a dj screw style car right like what they drove in houston but you want it with french fry grease yeah i want it to run on um fryer grease from a chinese restaurant I like that. And you got a Chinese, two Chinese restaurants right by your house. Yeah. They probably would sell you the oil that they're throwing away. They're oh, sure. just going to give the oh, oil I know. to you. I'll pay. I'm not, like, I'm, not gonna, I'm not just going to steal from the Chinese. It's not stealing. It would be like, can I have your trash? Will you save your trash for me? Oh, but sure. there's probably 80 people in your neighborhood with a trash car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You live in the type of neighborhood where there's probably already somebody hitting up all the Chinese restaurants and fast food restaurants. That's true. <laughs> I live in a recumbent bicycle neighborhood. You do live in a recumbent bicycle <laughs> neighborhood. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Earth Day was – the celebration was really bleak. I think we need to reimagine Earth Day Yeah. in the future. Well, but, I mean, the problem is, though, is that everybody there wants to ignore it, though, and everybody has ignored it all year long, and they really just want to go out and have beers. And eat a whole bunch of ground beef, which I think was a problem to have. <laughs> I think that was an issue that I had with it, too. If we're talking about environmental impact, you know. Food trucks, like, yeah. running, idling the whole time while you're there is a problem to you? Jeez. Sure. Well, and there, and there was even a good discussion about it in the Street Fighters group, which is something that, uh, I mean, I've talked about with you on the show before and with my wife a lot, which is, like, they were suggesting these new products that you could buy to be, like, more friendly to the earth. But, like, buying more shit is not the answer at all. Like, not buying shit is the answer. And that's just something that you can't sell, though. We can't, do, we can't get paid to do advertisements on this radio program that says, don't buy anything today. Keep your wallet closed. It's good for the earth. You know, we can't do that. Yeah. We can't tell people, like, make your shirt, buy secondhand clothes and make your clothes last longer. It's better for the earth. Yeah, it, that's really funny because it's like... Uh, like they everything was like you could sign up for like oh you should ride bikes more sign up for this bike sharing service <laughs> that'll be and it's like 
AEP was there, which yeah. is problematic in my opinion. It's like mm, I don't know. We should be nationalizing this anyway. I should have. I wanted to walk. They were handing out succulents, which is like get out of here, man. They like Brett went and got a succulent from them, and it's like they knew how to get Brett on their side. Just <laughs> offer some succulents, and he'll come over there and be like, "Oh yeah, interesting." AEP. Nice. I, I grabbed one and I looked around to the entire crowd and I said, "These actually purify the air." <laughs> We need to get a gig on Earth Day next year. We need to sign up and do our gimmick on Earth Day. Yeah, how can we? Yeah, we have to work it out. I think that it could be retooled. Um, Just get a booth. We'll get a booth and be annoying as hell. I'm man. I've, I don't want to. I feel like I'm always trashing things, but I'm just so good at it. So I'm going to own it. And also, some of the bands, like when they were oh. just like, "So we're doing the Earth Day thing." <laughs> it was like, okay, all right. Sorry to bother you with it. I guess it's just knowing people and thing. knowing entertainers and people in bands. You know that they're like, this is a this is the biggest crowd I'm going to play in front of this year. <laughs> Some of those bands, right? Sure. Like, it's you never like, know. It's like, I, oh man, you know, this is a this thing is free. It's out there. We can get in front of a lot of people, and then they're like, we should say something about the Earth, though, too. Probably. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. to. It is just tough because it is. It's like no fun. I did see a really good um, a guy had a shirt with Cartman on it that said it's like just a bunch of no good hippie bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a tie dye Cartman shirt. And I kind of want that one. Like, I'm, I want to know where he's at. I'm going to watch the thrift stores wherever he, his part of the neighborhood is. Uh, dude, I saw one guy. And I wanted to shake his hand and probably even get his autograph and maybe sign him up to be the third mic on this show. He was some long-haired dude with a shirt that was buttoned, like, only halfway up, wearing his shorts. He was feeling it. Feeling summertime, right? Sure. He also looked stoned as shit. And he walked to every single booth and had an in-depth conversation with each. I saw him do it to three different booths where he was just like, he was talking to the the people, the bike valets, which they ain't even trying to sell you nothing. It's just a donation-based thing. He's like, so what do you guys do? See, that's he's doing Earth Day right. See, we were doing it wrong. We were just going there to buy more shit. (laughs) We did. He was just going, because it doesn't cost anything to exchange information, man. Don't cost anything. It just we do a thing in town called Comfest, which is e- extremely fun. Oh yeah, and uh, there's a lot of booths there, tons of them. But most of the time, and this is a failure on our part. We mostly only go to the ones where you can shop. <laughs> but also, they also do offer a lot of informational, you know, engagement engagements. You know, like you can go and listen to someone talk about local politics for an hour or something. They do a pretty good job, but right. there's also like badass blues and like there's you, competition at Comfest. Sure, because it's be, a good way. But I think it just offers something. I think the vibe is more in the air, and this just this just needs to be retooled a little bit. And we need to not, like you said, turn it into a car dealership. Like as soon as I see someone's like try out the new Tesla C class, I'm like fuck off. You know, I ain't never trying a Tesla. It's not happening. <laughs> I'm not going to try it because I can't have it, right? Yeah. That's the issue, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's great. I would love it. 
I, I want a Tesla. Hey, if they handed out Teslas to everybody, I'd be like, straight up, that's cool, man. I love this Tesla. I don't like Elon Musk, though. Yeah. He's, you know what yeah. I mean? He's The company's bad and everything else. Isn't he the guy? So he was like, if y'all don't unionize, I'll buy you a roller coaster. Yeah. And it's like, that's cool. But union what if we got the union and negotiated for a roller coaster yeah we could also do it that way we can also make you give us the roller coaster yeah 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 roller coaster i've always loved when people say roller coaster i think it's better i think uh, i saw it on i mean i used to, my grandpa used to say it but i also saw a guy say it on like an old t on larry sanders show and ever since then i've just we live in america's roller coast so That's true more roller coasters here than anywhere the home get at us ohio yes all the we want to do a coaster fiends trip we were talking about who who not me street fighters in ohio and pennsylvania and i'll go michigan i'll go but y'all gotta understand that i wait in line with everybody and then i cross over the tracks and meet you at the exit you you catch your fucking foot on a on a loose seat belt (laughs) and get stuck and then fall into the chair and have to ride the roller coaster my worst nightmare Oh, no. Oh, no. The overhead harness just fell down and clicked. I cussed out my uh, my sister-in-law one time because they got me on a Tomb Raider ride that wasn't even a roller coaster. And it oh, one was of the just, worst rides ever. Well, and one of the scariest rides I've ever been on because I haven't ridden a lot of rides in my life. I'm afraid of them, dude. I, I would go to a park where they like where you got to go into a little cage and wrestle with somebody like with a strong man or something like that. I'm not afraid of pain or anything like that. I'm damn just afraid of ro- I'm afraid of roller coasters. That's it. <laughs> I can't do it, dude. I stood in that mosh pit during Limp Biscuit at Woodstock 99 and was not scared at all. I was moshing and having fun. But you get me once I, I get scared looking at roller coasters. I get nervous. Like I, I've dropped my knees looking at the Millennium Force the first time, and my wife was like, "I'm going to go ride that," and I was like, "I hope to get to see you again if you die on that roller coaster." <laughs> Now I'm imagining people waiting for like three hours just to go into a cage with a strong man. He just like picks him up and whips their ass real quick and then sends him out the door. And then the next one comes in. I would do that. I don't mind getting beat. You want to get like hit in the stomach and then thrown against a wall or something. I'm just saying that like, don't take my unwillingness to ride a roller coaster as being like cowardly or scared of, I am scared of it, but there's things that I do that, like, intellectually, I know that there's things that I do that are, one, more dangerous than a roller coaster, and two, that other people would be terrified of. But when I look at a roller coaster, I'm like, how many people died on that thing? None. See, Why don't I do it? Intellectually, I can't make myself believe that I'm not going to die on a roller coaster. It is impossible for me to make my make it I don't know what I would even have to do. I have to say honestly though on the scale though it does drop you down because you can't be super spy status because I can't picture you piloting a jet or a helicopter off the cuff and being okay with it. I feel like you'd be puking your guts at and then that's the end of 008. It's not, it's not even puking to tell you the truth. It is really like I look at it the speed scares the shit out of me dude like like coming down the hill is the scariest thing i can imagine and going up like i'm always like because i've ridden a few that are smaller i there's one at cedar point you guys can wikipedia this it's called the iron dragon and it's one that i will ride i believe the hill is 80 feet which is not that high you know and it's a suspended roller coaster that kind of swings and i'll ride that 
and I still like my palms start sweating and like I get really scared when I'm going up the hill as if they raise the hill another 150 feet yeah. <laughs> in between. But like you do know this about me. I'll do any water slide, which that's the other weird thing about me. Water slides are water roller coasters, but I'm like, oh, no, yeah, I love water slides. It's my favorite. We went to a water park. I hadn't been to one in like 15 years. We went to one for Brett's birthday, and everybody was like, Brian never stops riding these things. Like, I would get to the exit and then run back to the steps so I could get up. And my wife was like, man, you really love this, don't you? And I was like, this is my favorite thing. To I love water rides. And I was high as hell, but it was, I really did. I love water. I love water rolly coasters. Well, I mean, it's also a little bit different. I mean, it's like a little, you just have to sit on a slide and go down and it's not being propelled like, you know, several hundred feet in the sky. I'll even ride a log ride, my dude. I'll ride a log ride, which is basically a roller coaster. But I'm just like, I'm afraid of the roller coaster. I okay. just can't do it. I'm so. just saying, I'm just saying, your potential as a renaissance man of vehicles is in question right now. <laughs> Let's see who's on the line. I agree. Tonight. Uh thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Up. Uh, up. Uh, are the phones not working? We didn't test the phones, everybody, so this is gonna Hey guys, hey can you Oh hear me? yeah, you're here. Yeah, what's Perfect. up? How you doing? What's up, man? This is Kevin and Claire in D.C. How are you? I'm great. Um, so what's going on tonight in D.C.? Well, D.C. is scary, though. You know, that's where all the crumb bums yo, are. No, man, we can talk We can talk all about D.C. Yeah, me and uh, we had our, like, kind of delayed 420 day. So, yeah, you guys got to get your butts to D.C. and we'll take you weed shopping. We, how, how, was the 420, now. how was the 420 there? So for so we didn't actually get to celebrate on Friday or Saturday. So today we did our thing, but we went to a couple places and got some flour and some edibles. Um, do they yeah, have dispens? Right do yeah, they have dispensaries now? Is there dispensaries now? No, it's kind of like there's this whole technical legal thing where it's like you give a donation. So you buy a fifty dollar. Literally today, I bought a, a twenty dollar uh, like paper cup and got an edible. You know. It's a nice so paper you buy cup. Buy a though. cup, and and then they give you a free gift. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's like got a funny sticker. on Yeah, it. we saw this actually. Um, the Sams in there the, uh, from the District Sentinel inside of their yeah, their place. Yeah, yeah. They have a whole wall full of art that they paid you know fifty dollars for. That also came with like a, a an eighth. You know, they had a big four twenty yeah. show where yeah, they that handed stuff's fun. That stuff's fun. Yeah. They had a big 420 you know what, show you know where I, they had you know joints about, for everybody, and they asked us yeah, to do, do it. Yeah, they do that, but do you guys know about the people who deliver that art? No, I have no idea. So here's the deal. So the deal with that art that's cool is it's, so D.C. has one of the like biggest deaf universities in the country for people deaf and hard of hearing. And so there's a big deaf community here, deaf and hard of hearing people. And they are actually uh, the, the service that delivers it is of uh, people who are deaf who make the make the art and deliver everything oh that's tight that's awesome yeah that's really cool yeah it's pretty uh, cool we got a lot of nice options now yeah better than the scumbags i buy from <laughs> better than the scumbag i buy from that's brett by the way so. <laughs> 
Yeah, yo, do you guys think you'd ever come come down here? We've been twice. Um, You've been okay. I'm I'm kind of new. Like so, I've only listened the last couple months. So we did a show there in uh, during the inauguration with the Chapo guys and the Sams, and we did a yeah. show in Baltimore. So yeah, we'll probably be. I mean, we like we've been to DC a bunch of times, and generally DC is a very lucky place because it is a six hour drive from here, and there's a lot of political things that mm-hmm. Brett and I feel like we need to be at. So. I would say yeah, that man. you'll very likely get to see us if something comes up. We can and we can book a show around there. We we don't really have a venue right yeah, now. Yeah, man, I can. Uh, what's that? We don't really have a venue because our last experience was quite expensive and not. Yeah, well, I've the got best. I've got a couple of friends. I've got a couple of friends who are in bands and know some some people who know. So anyway, just when you're thinking about it, uh, just mention it on the radio and I'll like DM you or something. To yeah, be honest, can, actually- I don't know. You know what? We might actually be down there for that Kratom March. I forgot that's going on in May. And someone There's asked us about March? it. Dude, you yeah. guys should come down to the Kratom March. When is that? Yo, did you guys in see that May. on the Juggalo March when, when that was going on? We were there. I wasn't listening then. Yeah, we were there. We you went. were there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, I fucked up. I fucked up. We yeah. go all the we. I should have been listening on that. There's a show. If you, if you sign up for the Patreon, you can watch the live show. We talked all about it. We went to. Uh, all right, great. We went to. We, I'm just about to sign up. We did the we did that show, and that was really that. I mean, the Juggalo March was fun. I think this year, and I can't like be a hundred percent sure yet because we just haven't bought the tickets yet. But I think we're going to the gathering this year because it's like thirty minutes from our house. <laughs> so, oh shit! Yes, yeah. we can Ohio? just. Yeah, well, they had it last year and they wanted to do it in Colorado for obvious reasons. And then something Uh happened where they Uh didn't the city that they were the place they were going to do it at didn't want them there. So then they moved to Oklahoma and Oklahoma had a bunch of cops there and it really (laughs) fucked the mood up. Wow, man! But like uh, Ohio, well, hopefully John Kasich will uh, give him a break. They've always done it in Ohio. They know what they're doing here. <laughs> okay. I mean, weed's All not right, super ill. <laughs> the jugglers know what's up. <laughs> well, weed's not super illegal here, and uh, they have a huge yeah. audience. Like ICP is like. It's so hard to like. You know how like that band? Have you ever heard of the band The Tragically Hip? Nah. Okay, so the track. See, that's great. They're one of the biggest bands in Canada. I think they're like really huge in Canada, but people in the United States are just like, I ain't listening to that. I don't know what that is. The ICP is like uh-huh. that in Ohio. Like they could, they could have ICP do the national anthem at a uh, Clippers game, <laughs> and I'll bet you people <laughs> wouldn't be that mad about it. They nobody would care. Yeah. Yo, yo, can I tell you my my juggler story from the juggler march? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I was so I um I was trying to bike that day because I like to like cycle for exercise, and it was like a nice spring day, and so I was biking all over the place, and then I was done, and I was like, "What am I gonna do?" I'm like, "I'll go downtown and see what's up at the Juggler March," and on the way there and on the way back, all I see all the the Juggalos. I was just going by, and I'm like, "I know nothing about Juggalos from like except for this like one story I read." And I, I just yell, like, whoop, whoop, at these two guys, like, on this one fucking road. And they're like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> it's just amazing, dude. It blew my fucking mind. I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, they, they, uh, it was a really good vibe. That was, I mean, we talked, we've talked yeah. about it on the air a few times, but that, the vibe there was like nothing I've ever seen because I have been to a lot of like political marches and shows and stuff like that. 
And uh, that was the first one I've ever been at where there was like just a random guy that wasn't like a designated volunteer walking around cleaning up trash. <laughs> like it was just oh, a dude that yeah. was like, we got was... to make ourselves look good. We got to respect the area. And it's like, like all the people I know that yeah. went to it that weren't fans left and they were like, those are the nicest people. They're very nice because I mean, it was amazing, man. If you really think so of cool. their fan, because I, I had kind of gotten a conversation with somebody who was calling them a cult recently and i was we were kind of going we were kind of going back and forth about it but i said i mean they're a cult like any other music fans or a cult like do you think the grateful dead is a cult you know what i mean well well, yeah one of my the best experience i had there was um so we had went to icp show a month before and i had an icp shirt on for the march and this dad who had two kids that were probably like eight and eleven you know, middle-aged guy, he, he looks regular-degular, and he says, like, uh, hey, man, what's going on with the ICP thing? And I was like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're a band of wicked clowns that do rap. And he's like, no, 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 I know all about that. I'm from Michigan. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, I told him about the gang designation, and immediately he was like, gang designation? That's like saying uh, people that listen to Led Zeppelin are a gang. And I was like, you get it. It's easy. Everybody <laughs> understands this except for the authorities, you know? So that was like a really good moment that yeah. I had there. Well, and and like everybody was super helpful, but like I don't even think it's really like the what, what I was explaining to the person that was calling them called is like these are people a lot of times who were I mean, it's the the kindest way to say it is they were ignored in school cuz like part of their thing yeah. is that they call themselves scrubs. And when I was in school like there's it's the poor kids. You know what I mean? Just a class of like people that everybody called scrubs that they kind of annoy, ignored and they were mean to and, you know, kind of treated them like shit. And like they like a lot of the people that are into that are those people and they found a place where they're all accepted. And I, I really think that's beautiful. I wish I was smart enough at the time not to treat them like trash, but I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that well, you were one they, of them. Uh, no, not you, you thought you were better. Yo, this reminds me. Well, today, no, I wasn't. A, we were I was a middle class. I was yeah. middle class in a school of lower middle class people. And uh, okay. I say this all the time and it sounds really d- I was kind of a popular kid sort of in my school. So I didn't ever have to deal with people picking on me. But like those, I know the kids because I was the guy that picked on those kids, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, you I was know? the kid that they picked on, man. What's up? Yeah. And, and like finding out like when you go to their concerts now, I, I mean, I highly recommend if they come through your town that you go see their concerts and you see this What's like the name one more time, the ICP, if they come to your town. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that if you, if you go into that audience and you're the, and, and you will see that it's a bunch of people who nobody cared about, who are, who are discarded basically a lot of times who have built something around a band yeah. like it doesn't matter what the music is. it doesn't oh absolutely yeah 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 like it doesn't matter absolutely. what a band totally if a, a community being built is like a community being built where that's built on mutual love and respect and admiration is a good thing mm-hmm. i think pretty much in any case you know if it's I not totally a hate agree. Group. and and like it definitely seems really cool and if you're into the like one thing that really like i don't know was i was thinking about at the time was this article man i could like probably mention it or like tweet it at you or something but it was this i think it was this essay that somebody wrote i don't know i read it in some college english class about the juggalos and the sort of like 
uh, you know, I don't know, kind of like examining like why are they so hated, why are they so made fun of, especially among like a certain type of like upper middle class people, you know, and it was just a really good essay. And so I think it's kind of cool. So I'll like tweet that at you or something. Um, Sweet. Yes, please keep us updated. Yeah. Are you, what's your Twitter what, so that people can follow you for more general so, yeah, conversations? So, um, is that, is uh, that... I'm at Politicardi. It's uh, politics, A-R-T-Y. Okay, got it. I'm going to put you on there on the follow oh, list. Man. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, man. Well, I don't want Lost you there. Well, you didn't. Uh, I was wondering if it was going to be, if it was Cardi, like Cardi B, or if it was Cardi, like the glasses. Like Playboy Cardi? Yeah. But um, we'll leave that for the listeners to decide. Okay. We are taking the next call here. Let's see who is on the line. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Chi, the drug scientist. How's it going, man? Pretty good. How about y'all? Oh, the drug science. I thought you were messing around with me. Like, that was like a, a secret name. How's it going, man? What's up? How's the drug sciences going? Yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, I uh, wanted to call in this week because last week when I got on, uh, I was, uh, you know, pretty created and faded when I called in. Sure, that happens. And then uh, I was on hold for like two hours and something. And it happens. <laughs> loving the show, but by the time you all picked me up, I had smoked like three more and I was half asleep. <laughs> it happens. Hey, I, I for all you listening on the lines and stuff, we get we understand that you're waiting a long time, and I just want to say that like we're really we're we it's cool that you're willing to wait. We want everybody to get their call in. You know what I mean? Like our goal is to get everybody to do their thing, but like it's it the 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 queue is getting it's big. I I don't I can't we <laughs> never expected it to be as big as it is and we're growing and we're going to try to figure this out as we go. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it's one of my favorite things about y'all's show. I love that you guys give everybody a platform and let them talk. It's it's awesome, man. It, it rocks. Well, we love talking to like that. It, the thing is, like the the secret selfish thing is that like Brett and I like are are kind of one of the we're both guys that like to hear people's stories. I think and like uh, I, I it just feels like if you get people's stories out, then people start to understand each other a lot more. I feel like there's so much understanding in the street fight community and like that you know that we have the facebook group we have a reddit we have a subreddit now that people can get on and that we talk on twitter and we do this call-in show that like yeah r slash street fight radio right and i feel like it's built something that like there's a more of an it's like so many people that love to hear other people's stories which is really rare in, in real life like most people want to tell you their story they don't want to hear your story no my, no this is this is pretty much what i'd be doing if i if i had a, another job i would just be staying up really late super drunk listening to people's stories it's the only thing i like to do you you're really both of us are i mean i i majored in sociology and my goal was to someday just interview like petty criminals that was like all i wanted to do is just sit and talk to him and brett he's even like i mean i've learned recently that i'm maybe not as outgoing as i should be and that like brett will sit and talk to like 
people he doesn't know on the street if he thinks they're interesting and they'll like you know how sometimes you'll be walking and somebody will come up to you and they'll start talking to you like i don't want to be involved with this brett will continue to talk to them he wants to be involved with it i don't want to (laughs) i can just manage I mean, most people, it's pretty simple what people want, and that's just to listen to them. Like, I don't try to offer any advice. I just listen to them, you know? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be involved with some crazy, like, some drunk person no. that's, like, trying to get you involved in their world. But I've seen you, like, with, like, I've seen you have people walk up to you and just start talking to you. And you're like, really, man? Really? Go oh, cool. And then you'll, like, ask them more questions and stuff. And I'm like, boy, they did not expect that, did they? <laughs> So what's going on tonight? What's uh, We still haven't tried the drugs yet because we don't have ever time to do drugs, but we're going to try the drugs. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put it on our calendar. We're going to start doing more video stuff, so maybe that'll be a Patreon video. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to hearing about it whenever y'all get into that. Um, it's funny. Uh, actually, when I was on last week, uh, I kept uh, – you guys were talking about stuff and whatever, and I was getting really into listening, and you'd mentioned something, and there'd be a – delay where you're waiting for input or whatever and i had basically like forgotten that i was on the phone a couple times (laughs) see you you might not be like me then in that like i talk to other people's podcasts like i could like see here's the thing here's the thing about podcasts because they're not recorded live right um you you record it and then it comes out one or two or three days later when i'm past the story right you know brett and i have already done it and we're done and then people start talking to us and it's kind of like ah, i lost the passion for the like i try you know but it's like sometimes it's hard um and i kind of understand that about other podcasts it's like oh they recorded that a while ago they probably don't want to hear my input on it but I could give itemized <laughs> input on people's <laughs> podcasts that I listen to that I'm like, let me tell you what I think. WrestleSplania is a big one. I'll listen to that show and I'm like, oh, I wish I could talk wrestling. Like, I wish I could tell them my opinion on this. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> let me bounce this off of you. Or Doughboys is one that I listen to where I'm like, God, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could tell them my opinion on Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just came to Doughboys because you mentioned it actually, and yeah, they're uh, they're like pizza tournament. It's like, come on, this is a travesty. Well, yeah, it's weird. Uh, one of the finalists was Costco Pizza, and now I really want Costco Pizza because I think the thing you don't the thing that the thing about Doughboys is they're dealing in that world, so like you have to make bad it's a lot of bad choices i think it's you know? a solid piece of pizza to be honest i've had it several times oh, really? and it's not the worst piece of pizza <laughs> it's a greasy big triangle new york slice pizza and uh it's not bad it's cheap too it is apparently yeah yeah it's better than anything else on the menu right yeah is it better than anything because the ikea menu is i gotta tell you it's awful i hate it like i go in there i'm That's like who weird. would want this food it's fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> you got mad you were like it's fucking weird okay <laughs> no i i mean my wife told me about it before we went and when i saw what they had to, to offer i'm like who would what is why is this a part of the furniture buying experience what like, do you mean you don't always crave meatballs when you're buying your couch yeah we, <laughs> well, we drove here three and a half hours to have chocolate cake that's been thawed out <laughs> <laughs> I took my kid up there to get a snack. We went walking around after school, and she likes to get a snack after school. I'm like, yeah, man, the food's cheap here right here. Let's go up and get a snack. And walking around there with a 13-year-old kid was just like, 
she basically she has, was just like, "Y'all got macaroni and cheese? Can yeah. can I get we, have, we have flurg and schnitzel?" Well, it's just like it's like, oh, we got roasted red skin potatoes with yes. green beans. It's yes. like, who the fuck? Why would I want? Like, I'm not craving that. When have, when has anybody ever craved that? Like out on their shopping trip, get a slushy machine in this joint, man. Get some popcorn, some pretzels. Right? Is there nachos? <laughs> they got rid of the Target food. They got rid of the food in Target. They're done with that. They don't do Pizza Hut in there no more? Oh, uh, they might do Pizza Hut. They don't have the Target food, oh, I know. which was they a big used... deal back I in know. the day. That was I didn't know Target idea. ever had food. Yeah, they used to have a little Target cafe, man. They'd make you a nice little Cubano sandwich there, <laughs> the Target version. <laughs> <laughs> but they got rid of them, and they just put Pizza Huts and Starbucks in them now. Which yeah. is like, man, you can put a Starbucks everywhere. Jeez. Yeah, that Starbucks food is atrocious, man. They should have their food license taken away. <laughs> it is really like, it is like, what the hell, dudes? You got a special machine for the food? You can't, they you put can't... two fucking runny eggs in cardboard. <laughs> I got their uh, yeah, oatmeal the other day. microwave extra racism for you. <laughs> I got their oatmeal the other day. You got to let that shit steep. It's like, what the hell, dude? Have the oatmeal ready when you sell it to me. I don't want to wait three minutes to eat my food. <laughs> this is fast food. And that's the thing about Doughboys that I like is, like, they're dealing in a world where, like, Domino's is a big deal. You know, Domino's pizza is a big deal because you can't go to, like, you know, in Columbus, it would be Angie's Pizza or Adriatico's. Like, they aren't chains. They don't get to be a part of the tournament. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like a Costco pizza is going to go far. A Domino's pizza is going to go far. Domino's isn't really the worst thing in the world, I don't think. Domino's is above Pizza Hut to me. <clears throat> Not, nothing's nothing's under Pizza Hut That's to true. Me. Pizza Hut's the bottom of pizza. I can't believe that's happened. It used to be the top of pizza. Well, that's the thing. Childish it, ways. Childish ways. <laughs> <laughs> that first of all if you sell it buffet style and you put a mrs pac-man in the lobby baseball team's gotta go there <laughs> okay that's but i remember being like money. i remember just being like when i was a kid like getting pizza hut was the equivalent of when i get to go to like a gastro pub and spend 70 dollars <laughs> on a cheeseburger now <laughs> yeah that shit was like sweet potato fries with aioli yeah. basically yeah. that's what my new like big deal dinner is like basically well we go to a gastro pub or get a fancy pizza at a brick oven pizza place that's like my, my top yeah. level good food coal fire for me <laughs> so i'm like yeah, this is like my top level and like uh that's what Pizza Hut was to me as a kid. It was like they would give you a toy. The, dude, the first time we had HBO in my house was a Pizza Hut deal. It came if you ordered a pizza, you got free HBO, and my dad got it, and we got HBO. Like, dude, it was just, book it. You do book it, and you would get a free yes. pizza. Yeah, they had us hooked. It was just, they I had, still they had Pizza Hut at my school growing up. You could get a slice of Pizza Hut pizza, dude, for lunch. I mean, I try. I'm, I tell you what, I really do try. I'm a compassionate warrior against these fast food conglomerates for sure. But I get Pizza Hut breadsticks once a month. Yeah, on the road, it's like, hard not to. Or like if I'm if ever I'm ever at Target, which is rarely, but when I'm there, I'm like they do have Pizza Hut breadsticks. Like my <laughs> wife goes for the dollar spot, I go for Pizza Hut breadsticks. <laughs> That's a, you some, are a food you you I, you are Brett's so funny when we're on the road too. Everywhere we stop, he goes to the restaurant. Every truck stop, he's like, I'm gonna step over here and get some crazy bread. <laughs> yeah, it's the only time I my get that. My new stuff. thing. Is it my new thing? Has been uh, if 
I'm getting pizza, uh, always a little Caesars now. Ooh. <laughs> you got that's you, not good. That's nasty. Do you it's get a, not good. Do you get a special? Bucks. It's cheap. Oh, you it's get it. It's right the, there. Bro, I'm not saying I never I ate it. I see $5 hot ready. It's cheap. It's there right now because, like, if I'm in the mood for, like, not a good pizza that I'm going to wait and pay more money for, then, like, it, it's all kind of the same. Whether it's Domino's or Pizza Hut or Caesars to me at this point, like I feel like Little Caesars feels like and, Little Caesars to me feels like they lay down the pizza and then the sheet comes and the cheese comes in like a sheet <laughs> that they just lay on top of it with the pepperoni on it and they just lay it on there. That's what it seems like to me. It's the, not it's a la- they run a laser class, over top man. Of it. A laser. <laughs> they run a laser over top of it. <laughs> I mean, their specialty. Rosa Parks rent. They did. They did. They're they're a good, decent company. I don't know what they but pay. I will, I will admit, it's not good enough to reheat. That's what I was going to say. Home and split it with my roommate, and and if we don't finish it, like. I won't throw it away, but I, I'm really not going to eat the rest of it. That's that's what terrifies me about Little Caesars Pizza is when it cools down, you're like, what monstrosity is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The good thing, we, though, we, is when you have a kid, you can't convince them that Little Caesars is the best pizza because they got that cartoon man on it. See, you know what's kind of fucked up, though, <laughs> is that at our family occasions, they will order Little Caesars for the kid, and I always tell my daughter, like, do not sign up for that shit. We're getting, the adults are getting the good pizza. You want to eat what the adults have. Well, yeah, if you can convince your kid to <laughs> Who eat. Who feeds their kid to the trash? Scraps like that. My parents always fed us. My parents would go out to dinner and leave us with $5 or $10 each and be like, go get your own dinner. It's like, where do you think I'm getting dinner? Okay. Yeah, I like walk to a Dairy Queen. I get Dairy Queen for dinner and they're out eating like a steak at some <laughs> fancy steakhouse or something. My parents did it all the time. It's a time honored. I think it's a time honored tradition in the United States to feed your kids the garbage and you eat the good food because you're like, kids don't know nothing about good food. Your kid is special in a way that other kids aren't in that she'll eat spicy food. She'll, she eats, you make her eat things where like for, and like, it's not even a making thing. Like you don't yell at her and say, you need to sit at the table until you eat your food or whatever. But you're just like, this is the food. This you, this is the food and you have to eat the food to live. And if you're hungry, you're going to eat this food. My parents didn't start doing that with me until I was like 10 which is like way too late because then I already have in my mind that the only like good foods are chicken nuggets, hamburgers, and pizza. <laughs> right. And that's why still to this day, the only good foods to me are chicken nuggets, hamburgers, and pizza. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We actually, we, the, we came up with a new slogan for little Caesars. It was called slumming it with the seas. Yeah. I think they should go with that. So when in those nights when you only got five dollars rattling around in your wallet, but you need a a pizza, <laughs> the guy, the Slumming guy, it with the C's. In my neighborhood, there was a pe- there's a Little Caesars mural. First of all, on the side of a building, that was cool. <laughs> but but it's I think it's gone now because I think the franchise owner switched to Jets. He went with Jets Pizza. Smart. So now we got a Jets Pizza instead of a Little Caesars. Which People j- love Jets, but that's a pri- much pricier option than a Little Caesars. <laughs> Is Jets more expensive? <laughs> yeah, because you got to pay more for that chicken bacon ranch crust. Yeah, they do. They do wild crust, which is good. I like that. They'll put a buffalo chicken wing in the in the crust. I'm gonna eat Jets. I never had it before. 
Yeah. I don't. I haven't had a real job since Jets Open. Nothing to talk about. I mean, to write home about, but you can't get a fully customized like gross pizza. It's like a hungry Howie's. Yeah, is it like a hungry Howie's type joint. Like if you, it's like yeah, if you cover it in sauces. Like there's a bunch of sauce packets to put on it. That rules. I love like that's the thing Papa John's did. They were like, we make a crummy pizza, but we we'll give you some garlic <laughs> butter. <laughs> right. <laughs> we put a nice melted garlic butter on that shitty pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for calling in. Uh, we appreciate it. Was there any scientific discoveries yeah, you need to share with a, us? Uh, I got a real quick uh, shitty boss story, if you want to hear it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So where I work, almost everybody is pretty independent. Um, you know, they're working on their own schedule, and they have lists of jobs, and they, they go through them and get everything done, whatever. It's not really a situation where you're – where there are bosses generally right over you or anything. And so almost everybody, you know, has their, their music in their iPods, whatever, listening to stuff or podcasts or whatever. And uh, the bosses recently banned headphones oh. for most people, not for any, uh, like, want people to yell at you or anything like that, but because the quote was something like, the time spent picking and switching songs is time that could be used working. That is cra- that t- how much you should ask them how much time that is. Like, has anybody ever confronted them about how, like, exactly how much time he thinks that is? It, I, it's it's insane. Um, it, and it came from the very top, who, of course, they're so insulated from almost any of the workers that. Are they there? Are they ever where? Do you work at a place where the top is there ever? Mm, a couple of them, but they're in a separate building. And uh, I hate that. The, the big, big bosses are there once a week just to show up and look at their money farm. See, at this point right now, I want to call your boss and say exactly how many minutes do you think are wasted picking songs? Because that's, I mean, when you have to say it out, say it out loud, how many minutes it. They're thinking. Uh, they're thinking about like. No, they think that all day long. You're like, woo, God, that Bruce. He is the boss. What do I want to hear next? What what can what can possibly make this next the fourth minute of work today really shine? Okay, we've moved into the fifth minute now. It's actually the fifth minute of work that we're in. But damn, I need to pick the right song. Yeah, I can't start working unless I figure out exactly which song that I'm going to listen to. And then when I finish that song, got to find another song. It's yeah. a real pain. Well, I only listen to one song at a time. Um, I'm spending a lot of my time at work. Because we're, we're, we are talking about three minutes total, right? It can't be more. Than three minutes spent searching for music. No, you to pick one to. radio station when you get in. You pick one radio station after lunch. You change your mind because you're slumping between in the midday, and you find one to to roll the end of the day out. And that's all you you spend like three minutes, like you said. And honestly, most of the people that I talk to that work in office are all listening to podcasts now, which means that they have their list of things that they're listening to. That is like each one is like an hour, an hour and a half long. You know, you got yourself a nice little. That is, sucks, man. I do, are they allowed yeah, to li- listen to things out loud by any chance? Just like the- um, if you're in a place where you can set up a speaker or something, they'll sort of allow that, um, and have like one person can kind of put something on and let it play. Um, but certain people have pushed back against that too. It's you know, there's constant 
bickering among about all that shit. Plus, you know, it's not like when you're doing repetitive menial tasks, the music helps you get through it a little quicker or anything. I think it does like, somewhat. I think like oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I totally think that. So. Like it's it's insane. I mean, a lot of what people are doing is things where you're just you know literally sitting there for a couple seconds at a time and then moving over and sitting there for a couple seconds. Like having that music going will keep you in it. I think and it, it, it's it's insane. Are people arguing and stuff more? I'm really like nobody ever talks about what happens after the the when once you now have to confront. The day like, the music died? The, basically, <laughs> the day the music died at a job is the day that, like, well, you got to do something. You know, it's not like you can just sit there and not do anything. I hate your boss, by the way. I'm so mad at him right now. Oh. <laughs> like, the way I'm thinking about, I'm just thinking about this person being like, there's this thing that brings people pleasure and they can't have it anymore. I want that. Your boss is a is one of those guys. If you can lean, you can clean, guys, to the extreme. You know, he doesn't want anybody. Yeah. He doesn't want you to enjoy your time at work because if you enjoy your time at work, then he's losing money, apparently. <laughs> like, your joy <laughs> adversely affects his money in some way. Well, there's uh, a couple of the people I've spoken to because a lot of people work basically in their own room. They're not around anyone else. And uh, what I've heard from a couple people is that they're not even necessarily doing it on purpose, but they'll start messing around on their phone for a minute while they're waiting for the next thing to come along and they'll end up messing around with their phone for 10 or 15 minutes. Cause they're not, cause you just get lost in that. Cause they're not able to just listen to the damn music. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. That's, that's that my shit. wife always asks me like, why do you have to have be listening to earbuds when you're doing the dishes? And I'm like, because it's work. And to get the work done, I have to just have this constant stream in my ear. Yeah, exactly. Give me this stimulation so that I can do this work without just without getting bored. Just, why don't you let me not be bored? Why is why is this an an why is this business? A, why does my a condition of my employment that I have to be bored? Like, why is that a thing? You know, I always thought that when I worked at the at McDonald's, even when I worked at McDonald's, it was like. No, you can't have a radio in the back where you're doing the dishes. And it's like, why not? Like, what is it going to hurt if I listen to music while I'm alone in a back room washing 10,000 dishes at the end of the day? <laughs> yeah, it's... There, there are a thousand more like that. Um, <laughs> I can take up a lot of your time just rambling about it, but that was the most recent... We'll thing love, to come down. Yeah, well, call us back uh, and let us know some more. And thanks for calling in again. We really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Great talking to you guys. What's your uh, Twitter on there for everybody? Um, I'm going to make a new Twitter that's not so connected to my person. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you if, uh, okay. with that in a week or two. That works. Thank you. All right. Have a good one, y'all. All right. Glad to hear from him. He's fucking headphones man this is the labor fight of our lifetime bro it is actually because we get things done with our headphones on like that is really what makes work go round that is uh, before i remember my mom's employment or i'm sorry her her jobs where it was basically some tyrannical person would bring in a fucking radio and turn it up super loud that is bad <laughs> they did that at chuck e cheese the guy the 
So there was a radio in the kitchen that we were allowed to listen to, and the person with the most seniority got to pick the music. <laughs> it was hell. Our kitchen, the first kitchen, one of the first kitchens I worked in at an uh, all-star cafe, the uh, like sports Planet Hollywood thing, awful. CDs and it, like they were like, "What the fuck you doing? Put your CDs in there." I'm like, okay, like, this isn't yours. I brought this here. You know, this is mine. We listened to so much like Semisonic and Third Eye Blind and oh, stuff like God. that there. And this was at a period of my life where like I was only into new metal. I was only all I wanted to hear was like Corn and Marilyn Manson and Deftones and stuff and all. Do, do, do. They were into all that music, dude. They were all only into like that alt rock at the time. And I like they put me in the kitchen to work and I was like, it's almost just as bad here as it is out there where the music, the crappy music's playing. (laughs) There was a guy when I worked at the there was a guy that used to work at this kitchen and every single he only worked Saturdays and Sundays and he would show up and he'd worked there forever and he had the job once again seniority thing oh, no. he was like all right i'm playing it he would plug in and do a uh notorious big juicy pandora <laughs> radio station and i tell you it played the same songs in order like i could time my <laughs> cuz Sat- it's a playlist right i could time my saturday by it and every single week it went through. I get off at uh I get off at it was a good day, a clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh oh, uh oh. They're they're playing some Nas. This is gonna be a long day. <laughs> I listened to some like some of that rap, like some like lyricist rap from the nineties the other day and I was like really into it. Oh, I, was, I love that shit. Like the like the Nas and Biggie and like all those like all the people that were like really good at rapping. I was like, man, it's been a long time since I listened to any of this stuff. This is nice. Like it's, I know I understand why people are mad and here's, and my, my opinion on it is that there was a lot more that had to be said over the airwaves. Like I said, music was only being heard because someone had a radio station and blared it out loud. So you had to get a lot in there. You had a lot to say, a lot of stuff. Nowadays, people get so much information online. Like, you're getting hourly updates on how fucked up the Earth is, you know, on Earth Day. Yeah. You don't really have to go and listen to a rap about how we need to, you know. Respect Mother Earth. Respect the Earth, yeah. You know, like, there's enough outlets for that that I feel like the music has kind of drifted into the area where it's like i don't want to talk about that (laughs) well i mean mean, we we even music has always been mindless but you know people do always talk about those golden years of the 90s which were pretty dope for hip-hop oh yeah yeah all that stuff was cool i i had never i've never even heard a lot of nas like i wasn't into that stuff back then so i heard a few nas songs and i was like "Mm, i'm gonna check a little more him out one of the greats if, if he ruled, ruled the, the world. world. That, was, that got me. That really got me as a kid in the back of that Toyota Tercel. Uh, let's see. Tercel. <laughs> who is on the line next here? Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, can you hear me? Sure can. How's it going, guys? Great. Very good. What's uh, going on tonight? This is uh, not much. I'm just driving around. This is my first time calling. Um, I have, like, I have some, my, oh, first of all, I should probably tell you my name, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Ben, and I live in Ithaca, New York, and I have some, 
like small business pirate stories that are kind of like a like Godfather esque family saga. Um, okay. So uh, I used to work at this place. Can I ask you something real quick? Are you on speakerphone yeah. or do you have the radio on or something? Because I can hear an echo when I talk. Oh yeah, here. Is this better? Yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah, it was it, it, like when we hear those, where I'm always like too nice to say anything. I just call myself too yeah. nice. <laughs> okay, what's going uh, on? <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, can you hear me now? It's great. You're great. You're set. Okay. So um, as I was saying, I have kind of like a. Uh, I used to work for this place delivering calzones, and uh, it was owned by a man who. Like, also owned another restaurant across the street that he gave to his 19-year-old sister, which is where I first started working. And um, at the first place, the first place was like a burger place, and it was completely run by this 19-year-old girl and her boyfriend. And um, I first started working there, like, delivering and stuff. And... uh, it was so the kind of place where, like, what's up? So, how? I mean, how much manager, how much, like, uh, direction did you get at that job? Uh, n- not much. It was mostly just uh, the manager out. would stop in every few days, but, like, stay clocked in and do her homework there, and she would get, like, 50 hours on the clock. But, um... We weren't allowed to have any sort of time, like, like, like one time I was delivering food there and I got stuck in the snow and called to let them know, and she told me that she had to uh, punch me out because I couldn't be paid for sitting and waiting for a tow truck or something. Wow. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, this is, sounds like a bad small business tyrant situation already. And, uh, yeah, well... um. It was, yeah, well, um, anyways, that place closed pretty fast. And uh, her brother, who, like, owned it, like, hired me at the delivery place where we delivered calzones and stuff. And I was, like, the daytime delivery driver. So it was, like, working 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and uh, doing, like, four deliveries and getting no tips. But also, uh, it was kind of like just expected of you to, uh, like, to uh, like pay your dues, I guess, and deliver at night as well. So usually, you'd always be like on call, and I generally get called in around 10 p.m. and work till 4 a.m. and then come back in at like 10 a.m. and work till 6 p.m. and it was the kind I had, and I'd get like. Uh, so I feel like a Tuesday they, off. Did they have a nighttime driver at all? What's that? Did they have a nighttime driver? Um, yeah, they had a bunch of them, but they, it was a, I live in a college town, so it's like very high frequency. So kind of like if it was busy, which was almost every night, um, everybody would be called in and expected to be there. And, uh, so, like, I just kind of got used to <laughs> work until 6 p.m. and then 
coming back in around 10 or midnight and working till 4 a.m. And, like, calling in wasn't really a thing you could do either because the rule there was pretty much that uh, if you didn't have a doctor's note, you'd be automatically terminated, oh which is kind of weird. Cause, yeah, I don't have insurance or anything. If you don't have a doctor's note, you're automatically terminated is the... That's the meanest rule I've ever no, heard. Yeah, he's right, though. I mean, they're not paying for you to have a doctor. They're not, like, telling you to <laughs> get a doctor to get a note. I, was, she, yeah. was she doing, like, a, a tough, like, I'm tough? Like, you're not going to roll over me, you know? Was that probably the idea there? I know my sister has uh, well, run some kitchens, and she she has kind of been, like, sometimes when you're a woman, you got to be a little tougher because people think, like, <laughs> they can just get over on you anytime they want, you know? <laughs> well, um, the, uh, the younger sister that I worked for first was kind of, kind of like that. Um, I guess the, uh, Calzone place was actually managed by her older brother, um, who was the kind of person who would like treat you like you were family until you did something he didn't like i guess <laughs> yeah oh, <laughs> Which i've been there but that is kind of how yeah. some families work though to be honest truthfully i mean my family <laughs> works that way i'll be hating somebody one day and then the next day i'll be like oh that's water under the bridge <laughs> yeah we're walking the razor's edge in my family I'm just used to my entire family hating me all the time. So. <laughs> uh, I think everybody's used to that most of the time. Like when people are like, I have a very loving family. I'm like, no, you don't. They hate you. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, the people that uh, you have to be, but, the people that you have to be around, like that's why people have so such high tension feelings at work, right? Is because you have to be around them all day and you're like, we have to have a relationship and this relationship is going to be war. Yeah, um, yeah, there was there was actually kind of a vibe like that there. Like, I guess, I didn't know if it was Stockholm Syndrome or something at the time because there was that sort of feeling of, like, um, I don't know, like, well, these people really suck to work for, but it was also, like, my first job, like, right out of, like, or right into adulthood, so I just kind of thought that's how working was. How long did you stay? Bosses were. How long did you stay? Uh, well, uh, probably about two years. Ooh, that's maybe impressive. a little longer. Wow, that is. Imp- <laughs> Can I tell you something for real? My longest yeah. small business tyrant jobs were one was three months, and I think one was eight. Like I've never gotten to a year with a with a small business tyrant <laughs> boss. So you're that's impressive. But I, I understand where I you're mean- coming from too, because I, when I worked. I've worked at places where, like, I, I've said this before, I would have panic attacks at the camera store where I was making eight sixty an hour, and it's like, oh, I hope I don't lose this job. And it's like, really, in all, honestly, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You well, can make $55 that also, on like, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> days, days that, work. Yeah, hell yeah. That kind of reminds me of, like, the the vibe there. Where uh, there was that, like, there was always that, like, thing in the air where, like, I felt like they could kind of sense that I was always afraid to lose my job. And it felt like that was, like, kind of a thing that, that not that they played on, but, like, that I, it felt like they liked because I feel like I was always being treated like, uh, like, like, well, uh, you know, if you don't want to do this, we could always find someone else. 
so I'm always like on the edge of my seat waiting to get fired for like dumb shit. But it, it's true. It like I didn't really get paid much there or anything, so there wasn't really much to lose besides like being able to drive around and listen to podcasts all the time. Right, but yeah, the, and like, and and then you also you get in those circumstances where it's like, when would you interview for another job? Like, when could if you're if you're working from ten a.m. to six p.m., you're going home and eating, and then you're coming back and working ten to four. When are you supposed to go <laughs> and like interview to find yeah. a better opportunity somewhere? Yeah, I could. I guess I could schedule my interview for like Sunday at six a.m. <laughs> sure, sure, the most popular yeah. time for interviews. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds I like a nightmare. I could get a job at Barstool Sports. <laughs> what was that? That's. I mean, that sounds like a nightmare scenario. I I can't believe you, yeah, would, you was... put up with it for that long. I would rec. Once I, I mean, I'm the. I gotta say, I gotta recommend not doing that. <laughs> learn. <laughs> learn from your. Yeah, mistake. I mean, my my dad was like the exact same way though. He just worked shitty jobs all his life, and like, I mean. There's not really a way out of it when, like, you, you're you living paycheck to paycheck and you're choosing, like, two bills to pay right. each paycheck no, and absolutely. saving the rest. For, no, no. Yeah, so I, that really helped me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, I mean, it, it's, I mean it, it, it's definitely, I definitely have those periods in my life, too, that, uh, you know, I put up with that kind of bullshit. But, God damn, it just sucks when you say it out loud to realize, like, the, the way that they think that, you know, that they can use that against people, you know, all of those fears and those thoughts of losing your job and, you know, wanting to be useful in the workforce and being out on your own and all that shit out of college and just, you know, use that against you to terrorize you. But they do, yeah. they, do they do pay for you. So they do pay for you to have a roof over your head and for a $5 <laughs> little Caesars pizza. So, Hey, and I'll eat it as long as it's warm. <laughs> right. Um, let that congeal. <laughs> there was a couple things they did there that were that I still think about that I'm like uh even then like even little old Benji was like this is really fucked up like uh like the 19 year old girl that I worked for uh like there we have like like every like crumble in middle class town we have quite a heroin epidemic and someone shot up in our bathroom once and like left a needle all over and she was like freaked out by it so she made us go in and pick it up and i still think i'm like that's like that that doesn't seem very uh managerial to me <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i mean that's what happens yeah. when a kid is running things yeah <laughs> and uh, uh her brother used to uh they had uh cameras and microphones everywhere so like they would record everything, and if we said something they didn't like, they would cite it to us, and we would get talked to. Wow. Holy mm. shit. I haven't seen – I've never dealt with that <laughs> level of monitoring at a job. I have been away from it that long. Yeah, we got out, like, right before all the surveillance really showed up, you know, the the, the big-time micromanaging, micro, like, surveillance. Me and you both got out of the workforce pretty much right on time for that. <laughs> There was one guy that had a camera in the warehouse, and he would watch it. The magnet guy, he would watch the warehouse camera and go scream at them through the wall and shit. But um, I didn't have to deal with anybody using that against me. Oof. Yeah, it's it was uh, it felt very invasive. It was weird. I when I left that job, I left it for like a car dealership. I worked in like the parts room 
and uh, I was talking to a coworker about like the job and like what I was getting paid and what I was leaving for. And the next day, the guy like brought me into his office and was like, "Well, I know we only pay you like six or seven dollars, but with all the tips you probably get, you're not going to be making close to as much as what you make here." <laughs> but. <laughs> I was like, fucking good. I ho- I would get paid less to well, not be recorded having conversations. Right, and even if you get paid less, tips aren't exactly dependable income, you know? Yeah, yeah. I we mean, just, like... We just walked into a restaurant today to eat dinner, and it was empty, and we couldn't figure out why the restaurant was empty because it was on a busy street. Everybody else had a full restaurant is because they serve brunch all day and all until 10 p.m. on Sundays, and that's all they serve. And we felt so terrible. We left because it was like, I ain't here. And we, yeah. I felt so bad for the bartender and the, wait, the, the waiter. They, they seemed dejected. Like They were like, this sucks, man. Well, <laughs> your, your daughter said one of them said no one wants to eat brunch. Yeah, because no one does. Not and at was, six p.m. And the lady, actually, the the waitress that we had, your wife ordered a cocktail, and she came over and she said, "You know, I haven't punched in your cocktail yet. If you want to leave, I understand." And I felt so bad. I'm like, "Yeah, because we don't. We want to have dinner, not brunch. We right? came for dinner. We didn't come for brunch. Right now, it's six. <laughs> it's six. Brunch is over." <laughs> and so, yeah, they're saying they're making two dollars an hour because some. Someone thought they had a genius plan to offer brunch all day on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and plus tips, oh, man. man. You're driving around for those tips too, man. That that gas adds up quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's like, I, I, I don't live in like a big town, but like the areas we delivered to, like our boss would let us deliver anywhere just to make a little extra money and. I mean, I was driving sometimes like two miles out of town and there would be people that like would like pay with hundred dollar bills out there and take all my uh, money at like 1 a.m. when I can't go to a bank and break it and not tip at all. So I'm like spending gas to drive over the town line and driving back for nothing some of those nights. And uh, that wasn't that, that that's not going to keep a roof over my head. Yeah, man, that sounds like a shitty situation, dude. I mean, but that's it's, it's likely story because once you once you get these familial situations involved with business, you just never know what you're gonna get. You know, once yeah. once someone starts handing out businesses to their kids, it's like yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, the the guy's mom worked at the Calzone place as well. She was my boss during the day. And then he was my boss the rest of the time, and his sister was my boss at the other place, so it was kind of inescapable. They were all kind of part of the same crew. His mom was really nice, but she wouldn't stop talking about how much she hated gay people all the time, and that was really uncomfortable, because I'm I'm queer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that is another thing that happens in the small business thing. If you're not if you're not super open about who you are, they're definitely going to offend you. If if you're not white and straight, you know what I mean. Because I've had so many times I go to these jobs and I'm like, why are the bosses 
Like, why do they say these things? Like, why is this person saying this thing to me? <laughs> well, I know why they're saying it to me because <laughs> they think I'm somebody. First of all, I say I like to do I like to do comedy. Oh, you like comedy? Let me tell you a little joke. And it's like, God, oh, fuck, not that kind of joke. Jeez, that's <laughs> I'm not into that. <laughs> Two Jews walk into a bar. <laughs> they do that. They'll do that. That every job I had when I when we were kind of still working day jobs for this, I would be like, "Oh, I'm kind of a comedian," and then they'd be like, uh, "Oh, where can I hear your stuff?" And I'm like, "Ah, you don't want to hear my stuff. It's kind of edgy." And they're like, "Oh, I love edgy stuff. Listen to this joke." And I'm like, "Not that kind of <laughs> edgy stuff." <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I I, I don't know if I was like because I don't I tell people not to listen that I think would be like really like bummed about the anti-america stuff that's the stuff like when we do that stuff like people get super offended so a lot of times i'll just say edgy as like a catch-all to tell them like you might not like this but i think sometimes people take that as a dare <laughs> and they're like let me hear this and they're like you were being treasonous on your radio show and i'm like yeah no shit i told you <laughs> yeah i'm sure like the the one thing your small business boss wants to hear is how socialist you are <laughs> uh, I that's another. Oh, uh, it's gonna just sound like I'm making stuff up now, but I swear. Uh, another thing that like was really weird about the job was like you would never get pulled over. If, I mean, you would get pulled over if you worked there, but you would never get a ticket because um, there there was a lot of like street fights, and it was like right on the uh, in the bad, right on the edge of the bad part of town right at the bottom of the hill where the, like the big college is. And so like, uh, our boss would just like let cops come in and watch the cameras and use like all the stuff he recorded if they needed it. So none of the drivers ever got any sort of tickets or anything. And we could speed around the town all we want. And it felt pretty gross. I mean, it was not not good for you. I guess. Well, Hey, yeah, yeah, that's true. Thanks for calling in. I, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for letting me go off. <laughs> Have a good night, pal. Hopefully, hopefully things yeah. are better. Let's do. Hey, yeah. All right. That was. I mean, those family businesses. I just don't want to be involved. If you, okay. If the owner of the business has somebody in their family working at the business, just don't. Don't even don't yeah, take it's the not job. Worth it. it should be a thing that you should ask at the beginning. Like, does anybody in your family work here? And they'd be like, Yeah, and you'd be like, Oh, never mind. I'm I'm out of this job hunt. Is your sister the manager? <laughs> or is your brother also in the shipping department and I can't offend him or else I lose my job? <laughs> the 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 thing at the camera store was the woman that took like two hour lunches every day. She lived right across the street. And I was like, Man, she gets like some pretty long Watching lunches. A movie. She's always having a time, you know? And they were like, oh, yeah, she's the owner's sister. And I'm like, that's not fair. I don't like that at all. <laughs> she was, like, always calling off, always able. I mean, it was so obvious that she was getting preferential treatment that was like, man, this is not fair. I hate this. I hate preferential treatment, Brett. Yeah, everyone should get it. Let's hit the next call. We all deserve it. Let's see who's on the line here. Let's hit these calls, boy. Let's hit these calls, boy. Oh, thank you for calling Street Fire Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, my name is Mark. Can you hear me? What is up, Mark? How are you? We can hear you. Oh, okay, great. Great. Uh, hey, happy Flat Earth Day. It, well, 
I don't know if it's flat. My daughter and my wife said that it's round Earth Day, like uh, that it's globe Earth Day. And I was like, no, it's just Earth but Day. Nobody ever said that the Earth. only one Earth, and it's, it's flat. <laughs> yeah, she said nobody ever said that. And I, she actually told me nobody ever said that. And I was like, that's not true. Like, shut up. Get out of here. It's, I, I, it's well, flat I Earth Day, it. too. The Earth the the shape of the it's earth day we need yeah, to take care s- of it even if it's flat yeah celebrate the earth whatever shape it is i mean we need to get it into a better shape really pumping these greenhouse gases up is going to stain the firmament we don't want that <laughs> i mean you know you got to keep the water clean even though it's falling off into the like the you know the celestial nether you got to keep that water clean even though it's falling right off the edge there <laughs> nothing makes me more nervous than the celestial ether is that like that the idea like i always used to get kind of nervous thinking about like how infinite space is but like thinking about when you think about it from the flat earth perspective is like that's even weirder to me because it's like what there's nothing what is what's under it it's harder for me to wrap my mind around that Uh, maybe that's a good thing i guess that it's harder for me to wrap my mind around flat earth than science earth than globe earth right because it's like okay yeah just saying there's nothing i can't like i can't figure that out like i can't like my mind doesn't work when you just say it's not nothing it's just mostly nothing yeah well when, when you say like what's outside of the firmament and they're like nothing there's it's like god i guess and it's like i, I yeah i can't figure well, that in out in the bible wasn't it wasn't it water it wasn't it water it was like a big dome with water, filled with water that's why it rained is that they just thought it was just this big dome with like water all around it and they poked some holes in it or something and that's why it rained it probably has like you know those colanders or like those strainers where you can put a thing and stop it from straining and then slowly <laughs> let it strain that's probably how it rains, is my guess. <laughs> it's just the, this great celestial ocean is just dumping through the, the galactic colander. Yeah. So what's up tonight? What's going on on your Earth Day? Uh, well, no, not too much. I'm, I'm getting excited because, uh, you know, as you know, WrestleMania is going to be in New Jersey next year. And the main reason everybody, I live in New Jersey, is voted for our recent governor is because he promised to make it legal. And so I'm hoping by the time... Uh, WWE rolls into town with WrestleMania next year in the Meadowlands. Where it'll it'll be fully legal. I mean, it. The funniest thing that this is the most popular thing. Nobody gave a shit about this governor election that just came out. The only thing you talk to any person in the state and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that guy, Phil Murphy, he's gonna legalize weed, right?" <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna vote for him. And that's literally the only issue that broke through in the entire gubernatorial election was people were just like, "Yeah, that's the guy's gonna legalize pot, man." Like, let's vote for him, and that's the only reason anybody cares. Right. It feels like the Democrats are going to do that this time. If they're smart, they're going to do it. They might not, because I have seen, like, that Kennedy moron was, like, basically, like, he actually said his reason for why, one of the reasons for why weed should be legal is, like, well, it makes it harder for cops to have a reason to search people's cars. Yeah, because he was a prosecutor, and he said, oh, yeah, when they they did that in Massachusetts, it made it real hard for our cops to just start you know, pulling people's cars apart, and it's like, and then he tried to walk that back, but that's a that's not a that's not a reason. <laughs> no, that's I mean that that's a work. <laughs> reason to legalize it. People don't want the cops tearing their cars apart. I've seen the cops break a glove box in my day, Brett. This is that's I hope so. I, I mean, I mean, it's basically I don't know. New York seems like they're never going to get it legal unless Cynthia Nixon wins, 
And it's like, uh, yeah, that place is so New York is so weird because they're known for like big city liberal values, but their drug laws are stupid, you know? Well, you, you know, the whole reason why everyone hates Cuomo, because I used to live there. So I know I kind of follow it real close. But I don't know, there's, there was the whole thing, the Independent Democratic Commission or committee, I think it was. Did you ever hear about that in New York State? No, I didn't. So it, what it is is that in the New York State Senate, they're overwhelmingly, they would be Democratic. They would control and own all three houses. But they have this small group of mostly like New York City people, and they all caucus with Republicans. And so they essentially, they're Democrats in name, but they, like, work with Republicans. So they essentially let Cuomo not have full control. And he sort of was okay with it because it meant he didn't have to do anything. So he wasn't, there were, like, special elections in New York State that he could have weakened them or pushed them aside. And he just never called them. And that was one of the things that Nixon was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are, why are you allowing them to control this? And it was because, you know, he can just kind of sit around and be like, oh, well, you know, Congress, what can we do? And that was, so now that's why he's kind of flipping out, is he was basically allowing them to sort of run roughshod um, without, you know, trying to do anything about it because it was easier just being like, well, the other party's stopping me. What can I do? I don't have to do anything. That was the, that was what, that was the uh, Barack Obama method, wasn't it? <laughs> we can't do anything. Might as well not even try. <laughs> yeah, there's the guy on Twitter. I can't remember his name. This is his face. He's always talking about abolishing ICE. I think his name is Sean or something like that. And he always he talks a lot about the IDC and what they're doing, and it's, it's a real shady situation. So that's why everybody hates Cuomo. Well, you know, one of many reasons. Yeah, yeah. So you you got I mean you getting excited? So I'm already looking for hotel rooms in New York for next year. So I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be there for well, well it's the not weekend. New York. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I can't I I can't yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. stay somewhere where I know a bunch of people. <laughs> right. Right. But hopefully by next year, what they're saying is that Asbury Park, home of Bruce Springsteen, um, you know, he's the one they want to be like. They said they want to be the Denver of New Jersey. And they've been saying that they want to, because they have the boardwalk and the beach, that they want to be the home of, like, the beach dispensary. And so they're, like, they're gearing up for it. And people are really excited. And, you know, there's some towns that are, like, banning it. But it's like, who cares? We got that here, too. I want to go to the beach. We got that here, too. I want to go to the beach, you know. Go to the beach. Let's go down the shore. And it'll be legal, and it'll be fantastic, and it's, it's going to be a great tourist draw. I mean, so yeah, we're we're very excited for that, and you know, I bet you they'll have it by yeah, well, maybe something legal in place, but I don't know if they'll have the everything worked out by by next February or so, or what is it? Yeah, February, April. March. They have it. It's April every year at the first week of April. Well, we'll be down there. Well, I'll be down there. We'll probably book a show down there, to tell you the truth. No, it's a great excuse <laughs> to do a show. It's fun. We like doing shows in New York. That's probably why we'll stay in New York, too, is we like to do shows there. And WWE is pitching it like it's New York. I know that it's New Jersey, but they're saying, Well, oh, the New York, New York Jets, New York Giants. Technically, uh, here's, here's a little tidbit for the day. Uh, the Statue of Liberty is technically in New Jersey. The, the land that it's on is under New Jersey uh, control or whatever. The technically Statue of Liberty is part of our state. Well, I might be there. I who knows? Who knows if I'll stay in Jersey? I might even just stay in Jersey. Who knows? I've been to New York a bunch of times. I just don't know what's in New Jersey. But Asbury Park sounds fun. <laughs> it's a beach. That's where yeah, Joey Janelle is from. You know. I mean, if you can get down the shore, especially like I said, if they start having uh, little like sensory shots right on the beach, it's going to be something. Hell yeah, that sounds sweet. Well, thanks for calling. And we All hope right, you get. Thanks for taking my call, guys. We hope you get weed soon. 
Yeah, we're praying for. Uh, I certainly hope so. Pray for <laughs> me, Absolutely. my oh. baby. But he was gonna say something, was he? You keep hanging up on people. You're the meanest. I don't think they're mad. I was just kidding. Yeah, I know you take that to heart. You're like, I don't want to be the mean guy. Well, I'm ready to move into the mean guy role. The what? The mean guy role. Ooh. I cut you off if it's time to go. Okay. Well, let's take one more and we'll do our break. How's that sound to you? Yeah. Let's you need that. a breaky. Yeah, yeah, maybe a cup. Yeah, maybe we'll do one more. We got some tunage to play. We're going to have a good break. I got good songs this week. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Yo. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? It's uh, Worldwide, Alex Keller. Alex Keller, my favorite dude, Worldwide. He was on the uh, show. I actually saw him wrestle this weekend. He They did the gangsta's gimmick. Where they where they beat people up with uh, trash cans and stuff to the Natural Born Killers by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, which is an excellent song, and uh, it fucking kicked ass, Alex. I was I loved what you did this week. Thank you, man. Yeah, it was the uh, first time bleeding for me, and I think I'm now completely broken as a wrestler. <laughs> bleeding. Like, uh, how... I just want to bleed and walk around in every match I have in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so bleeding is fun, huh? We were going to do it in, in New Orleans. Um, Brett was going to do it. But then I was like, I felt like I sort of was pressuring Brett into doing it, and I didn't want to do that. So I didn't bring it back up because I didn't want to have you do something you felt uncomfortable doing and I, that I was afraid to do. So I didn't. You were going to do it for the live show? Yeah, we wanted to blade because it was illegal there. <laughs> So we were just gonna do oh, it. Man, that would have been a tight space at that part. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I was mostly worried. Of, I mean, thinking about that place now with all the carpet that was in there, with thinking about mixing some blood into that, <laughs> probably wouldn't have helped yeah. the situation. Does it hurt? How much does it hurt? We've never had a wrestler on to talk about anything. How much does it hurt to blame? Honestly, not at all. Like, well, yeah. I mean, you have like your fucking. Oh, sorry. You're, you're, you're allowed. Uh, it's okay. going and stuff. But as it is, it's, it's like, just like, I barely felt it. I did it like five times in the same spot. Like, just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. and then finally I was like, oh, that was the one. <sighs> and and you did it at the top yeah, of your forehead, right? Like, right about where your hairline is? Yeah. You can't do it. Alex, I'm going to tell you something right now. You don't want one of them Dusty Rhodes heads. I'm going to tell you that. That's probably not something you want to end up. Actually, it probably would look cool on you. To tell you the truth, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, As you, it is a fucking being 33, uh, anytime I smile hard enough, like I just see every wrinkle in my forehead. And I'm like, <laughs> some scar tissue might work there. How was uh, how was Sandusky? You did a, a, a like a, a pop up show, a pop up wrestling show for a head shop. How did that go? Yeah, it was their uh, 421, so well, 420 on 421 celebration. We did it last year, and it was, seemed like it was a bit cooler. I think they had promoted it more. And also, they had these awesome, like, $50 gift bags where if you bought anything in the store, you got, like, a $50 gift bag, which had all types of cool shit in it. Like, Weird Body came up on a Ned Hardy hat that we never knew would look good on him, but he wears all the time now. <laughs> hey, it's about time for it to be back. <laughs> Not yet. We still got a few years before that's he's, back. He's pre- He's pre? Yeah, he's before the wave. He's, honestly, he owns it. I tried it on. I'm like, this is not for me. But he owns it. So you, uh, but, um, they didn't do the deal this year? They didn't do the $50 grab bag deal? They only did it for, like, the first, like, 50 people that showed up. 
That sucks. Did you get one? And those, the hilarious thing was they showed up, and uh, I ended up getting some free incense and some other shit. But oh, but they, uh, yeah, the people showed up, and then they just kind of left. Yeah. And then they eventually came back after the Red Wings show was over, which was punctuated by like some guy with an acoustic guitar and like doing just weird acoustic guitar covers, and then they had a DJ. And then, like, also stand-up comedians. Weird. The finest that Sandusky could bring forth. That's kind of a wild show, though, when you think about it. Like, you got wrestling, you got acoustic guitar, you got stand-up comedians. Did they have any, like, electric guitars? Did we get any, like, rock music there? No actual bands. They did have a badass uh, hot dog cart, though. That's sweet, though. And, I would, lo- uh, I would love that. It was there, like, just donations only, and I was just getting, like, loaded up freaking hot dogs and just dropping a dollar in the dish. <laughs> so how was the... And uh... actually, it got real bad because our locker room was a camper, and um, I ate, like, four of those, and then, like, freaking Friday, I had, like, a liquid diet of, like, a smoothie and energy drinks and then a bunch of alcohol. So, like... I let one rip in that freaking camper that cleared the camper and like honestly almost gagged me out. Were you shamed? Were you it ashamed of it, or were you proud? Uh, specifically, because one uh, big Twan Tucker, you know, that everyone should be looking out for, next level talent. He just walked into the uh, freaking thing, not knowing that like I just bombed it, and he was like, "Oh goddamn!" and I was like, "Yeah, that was worldwide," and he's like. Is that what poppers is? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I actually should tell that the poppers thing. Brett tried it in New Orleans, and the first thing he did was go like this. Oh, that's a good feeling. <laughs> it was the weirdest response to something I've ever seen. <laughs> it's pretty immediate. It can be. It can be because well, Brett has probably been drinking a little bit. If you just do it dry, it can be like a little weird. But yeah, you're like a little stoned or a little drunk. Yeah, it's just a fun little 45 seconds. <laughs> right. It's just, I'm bored. I just sell it to wrestlers, man. I sell it to wrestlers. Like, they'll be like, what the hell are you selling? And I'm like, oh, it's poppers. They're like, what does it do? And I'm like, well, it's like a muscle relaxer that makes you feel weird for like 45 seconds. <laughs> and then they're sold. And then they find out the background information on it. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. That's, that's a little weird. Wrestlers are like... It's so weird. Well, it it makes a perfect it makes perfect sense, but the amount that they're into muscle relaxers to me is like almost shocking. Because there was a period in like when I was growing up where muscle relaxers were a cool drug. Like people were all taking muscle relaxers, but it's kind of made it's kind of gone away and turned into the opioid thing. But wrestlers are still like, give me some of them somas, man. <laughs> Yeah, anyone that has, actually, yeah, I told you that story. Of, uh, we had a wrestling show at uh, Now That Class, and, uh, like, the punk bar up here in Cleveland in the back parking lot, and there was some dude from Columbus. I forget his name, but I've, like, met him a couple times playing shows down there and stuff, and he was, like, behind me in line for the bathroom, and he's like, hey, man, I know you're one of the wrestlers if you're interested, bro. I got, like, 30 filmers. And then, like, I looked at it, like, in front of me, like, and there was, like, this one uh, wrestler of some note, and I was like, 
you know, I'm totally cool on those things, but you should talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> How much is 30 Somas, do you think? How much does that cost? I have no idea. I don't know, like, the prices or costs of, like, any of the opiates at all. The opiate, I mean. It's just not my scene, at least. That's crazy, because they're and the best I'm, ones. Like, to or something. They're the best ones, Alex. The opiates are the, actually the best ones. You just can't do them all the time. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you do them, and then you got to take some time off. Like, you can't, like, build <laughs> build an addiction, but they are the best-feeling ones. I mean, poppers are really low on the list of good drugs. But, I mean, I can get, hey, anybody that likes something is fine with me. Hey, Makes uh, uh, no, I'm not gonna get that filthy, but yeah, it's uh, a little substance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, so uh, yeah, it, it's uh, we had so much fun in New Orleans. It, it was a good time. We I, we got to get up there, and I can't ever go to the after parties. That's the problem because I have to drive home two hours from Colum- to Columbus. So it's like I should come up there and stay the night and go to an after party and just I guess do poppers and smoke weed all night. <laughs> Yeah, about, I don't know, yeah, this one I wasn't, yeah, because, yeah, there's the after party, and then there's the after-after party, as kind of be known, and that's the good one. wild fucking affair. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for calling in, man, I really, I appreciate it, you're one of my favorite dudes out there, and uh, plug some stuff, dude. Uh, let's see here, at the Tower Skin on Twitter. Uh, Tower Skin Worldwide on Instagram, where you can just—it might be my best medium. I'm just doing stupid freaking story videos all the time. Uh, follow AI Wrestling for the best professional wrestling in Ohio and possibly anywhere. I think anywhere. And uh, just about—I mean, we just have like such a like solid. I'm not gonna get into it, but yeah, <laughs> I'm about it. And uh, yeah. Everyone keep listening to the street, but I'm having a good time with it. Thanks, man. Well, we'll we'll talk to you again. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Hell yeah. We gotta go. We gotta go. go uh, recharge our batteries. You ready to recharge, Brett? It's time for it. Where where are we at on time? We have been on for an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, now. it's break time. Yeah, time for me. Fine with me. Fine for me. Fine for me. Hey, it's fine for me, man. Fine you know? for me. All right, we got some tunes coming on. Please enjoy the music. We try to play good music on this show. And uh, I think I got some real jammers tonight for us. I mean, I can't guarantee that I got real jammers because I don't know what y'all's into, but here. Dishes, muster ass tricks, sleep with the fishes, running from Lennox up at Venice. They want to have me a strike like Dennis to the menace. But that ain't popping, ain't no stopping, faux hopping, ass dropping. Street Fighters, we are back from our break. But we gotta let the song play for a minute because it's so smooth. You know how we do it. One of my favorite songs growing up, Brad. Big fan. It's a classic. I love Ice Cube. I feel like the problem with like a lot of the the list is that you do. You get this problem where they become like classic rock and people just play 
the hits. And there's like so many other good songs that these artists put out, you know? Yeah. So I'm getting, I, I got so mad this week at one of our local radio stations because they just play Pixies, Where Is My Mind? And I'm a really big fan of that band, but if it's just Where Is My Mind, I don't like that band. Not interested. Yeah, I've already know that one. And I just, like, if you have the airwaves and you can play whatever music you want, why don't you put something out there that are like, oh, yeah, I forgot this. I forgot this was on that album, you know? Yeah, there was a lot of good Ice Cube songs. Not just, it was a good band, Check Yourself. Like, there was a bunch of them. He did a bunch of good songs. We are coming to you live from the Free Press Studios downtown here in Columbus, Ohio. We are a part of the Pacifica Radio Network. You can listen to us live on at WCRSFM.org. Uh, you can call in. The number is 614-5252. I would not call right now, though. The lines are full. Maybe next week. Get in early. We do this every single week at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we are in 92.7 or 98.3 here in Columbus, Ohio. We're Street Fight. I'm Brett. He's Brian. Thank you for being here. Let's get back to those phones. See who's on the line. Let's phone it up, my mans. My mans. All right. So next Street Fight caller here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi, this is Perita. Oh, Perita, how's it going? We met you. You came and hang out with us in Columbus. Yes, I'm doing very well. How are you? Yes, I came out and saw you in January. Yeah, see, we show up. Everybody who thinks we don't show up and meet people when they come through town, if you're in Columbus, we will probably meet you if you give us just a little bit of notice. Yeah, it was super easy. I just hit you up on Twitter. Yeah, we're... And we got some coffee. We don't got nothing going on. <laughs> you you also, uh, when we met up, you were using some of the chaos magic uh, that was included in the Street Fight Occult zine. So I want to know how that was working for you now. For sure. I definitely wanted to come uh, call in and talk about that. Um, so I used some of that sigil magic. Uh, I made some sigils uh, because... I was interested in using them for my art practice, um, looking to make a career change because uh, I work in finance right now, and I'm really sick of it, and uh, I'm an artist, and I was using the sigils to find myself a mentor, and I feel like it's worked because I have an apprenticeship now between now and the last time we talked. Wow, that's uh, good. And I'm going to be able to, yeah, and I'm going to be studying lithography. I mean, I studied artwork before I came to this point, so I definitely, you know, had some background to set me up. Well, you know the thing about it with um, with those type of things is that if you take the moment to do the ceremony and really focus on what you're trying to get, it really prompts you. Um, to make a decision about what, you know, the directions or, you know, even what kind of questions you're asking for is a way to clarify the direction you want to go on. And, uh, you know, inviting those kind of rituals into your life are a way to kind of expedite the process of, you know, figuring out, you know, where you're going next. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. I practice yoga, and I enjoy meditation and use meditation a lot to just calm my 
mind and I have uh, deal with my kind of anxiety issues that I have sometimes. Um, and it can really help a lot. And it, it's very accessible and something that you can do in short amounts of time or just do at home without, you know, having a gym membership or a therapist or all the kinds of things um, that you can need to, like, do your mental upkeep. Absolutely. Uh, so how, so you're back in, uh, the big city of Chicago, right? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. And something I wanted to talk about, um, going on in Chicago here, something I'm involved with along with my yoga and artwork and all the things, uh, that are going on is this project, this community activism project. Um, that I work on called Chicago Against Police Brutality. And we're organizing a town hall soon, a couple of town halls happening within the next couple of weeks. And one of them is happening next weekend on Sunday in Rogers Park. And I can talk a little bit about that if people in Chicago might be interested in it. Yeah, we have a lot of Chicago people that tune in. Yeah, so this is happening in Rogers Park. It's called the Forgotten Issues Tour. It's being organized by Chicago Against Police Brutality, but we also have some other organizations involved in putting it on with us. They're really integral in making sure that we can even make it happen. One of the organizations is Family Matters. They are hosting it for us, and then we also have the Howard Area Community Center and speakers from other organizations as well. I think there's uh, at least... Um, six different organizations being represented, speakers and people coming, and then we're also having a Know Your Rights um, programming as well, and then in addition to all of that, actually the majority of the meeting is going to be taken up by Open Forum, so people are going to be able to talk to each other, ask questions of you know, whoever's being there, uh, doing the speaking, just a really great way for people to just speak to each other about everything that's going on. And I'm really excited about it. I'm going to be flyering for it uh, tomorrow. I'm taking a day off work, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds like a great way to spend your time. I'm glad you're out there street fighting. That is. Yeah, if anyone wants to come out, it's happening at 3 p.m. to 5.30 on Sunday, 429. Yeah, those are always great events. Like my, I took my kid to a uh, to a protest where it was like a lot of people telling their stories, and it really blew her away. I think it, I think it, it affected her more than than a lot of the marches and stuff that we've gone to in the past because it was like these are real people telling what really happened to them, and uh, she she just she got a ton out of it. So it's smart to do these things where people are telling their story or, or having town halls and having conversations because that's really what changes people's mind. Well, I think it also makes it as like doing activism. Sometimes there feel, you know, it feels like there's, you know, you have, a, you're going up against a lot. And when you hear what's actually happening on a street level, what people are dealing with on a day-to-day basis, it's like, oh, it solidifies, like, yeah, this really is some bullshit. Like, we really do have to push back against this. This isn't me just, like, being frivolous about things. This is a real problem, and uh, there's numerous stories out there to to display that. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's just the beginning, and it's only, you know, the beginning of, I think, what we can 
offer as a group and we're we're kind of a newer group we're doing a little bit of research we definitely want to find out what everyone else has been working on in the area already and find out how we can support those other groups as well we're you know very inclusive and open um to what has already been going on and we're just really excited to add to that and we think that solidarity and thinking about all the things that happen with, with, with act, activism because we're meeting people really where they are and we have to work with what we have today and you know we are who we are nobody's perfect everybody has a million things going on and we just have to move from there for sure yeah that's awesome well um you also you you are from columbus too so can you can you let everybody that listen in know how awesome columbus is <laughs> I wonderful city to live in. I, I miss it all the time. I was actually driving around a little bit this weekend, traveling with some work friends of mine, some really wonderful work friends of mine. Um, these two ladies that I work with named Laura and Taylor, who are just the smartest, funniest, most wonderful, among so many wonderful people that I've ever worked with, um, you know, it, at jobs because jobs just suck sometimes and it just is great when you meet such wonderful people um, having to get through it and we do this like annual camping trip where we all hang out together and we were driving through St. Louis area and just talking about you know they're from the Midwest too Um, Taylor's from Iowa and I'm from Ohio and we were just talking about how much we just love the Midwest and um, just how wonderful all this area really is and how much um, it's we have so much in common with the the rest of America and, and other areas as well, just in terms of where people are living and how we all move around and what we eat and everything. And right, and then yeah, I mean, and then there's that issue where you know the people that are here that want to move to the bigger cities have that calling to be in those metropolises. Like you have. You know, there's that that thing where you don't want to think that everybody that you left behind is like some sort of idiot. Like you can still respect the people that didn't decide to go there, but you know, for the folks that grew up in the big city, they're just never going to know what that is, what it's like. You know, in those flyover states, as they call them. Oh yeah, I mean, I totally miss. You know, we were in Annapolis, Missouri earlier this weekend, which is apparently a twelve intersection town, quite a small town. But uh, definitely reminded me of where I grew up in Marion, Ohio. Really small, super rural, but just hit me right in my heart. <laughs> yeah, people are making do out here and doing fine. <laughs> Country girls make yeah. do. Country for girls sure. make do, <laughs> for sure. Yep. I said that to my wife the other day. Well, thank was... you so much. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thanks for calling in. And for your and for your zines, too, I totally love the zines. Everyone should subscribe to the Patreon for the zines. They're totally worth it. You can get them online for $3, too. You can get a $3 Patreon level. You can get just the zine on the computer. You don't have to wait for it in the mail. And uh, it is cheaper for us because <laughs> we don't have to mail it out. <laughs> <laughs> Better for the earth. Yeah, uh, do it. And so if we want to, do we want to give out your Twitter at all? Do you want people to follow you for more information? Um, well, I'm not so active on Twitter, but I have an artist website. It's com. It's 
spelled like it sounds, sounds like it's spelled with a T and not a D. Okay, P-A-R-I-T-A-M Shaw? Yeah. Got it. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Please call back and let us give us an update on, on what you're working with the group. And if you're back in Columbus, we'd love to go get another beer with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Have a good night. All right. Let's see who's on the line next here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Is this me? It surely is. Holy shit. It's Ben from the Bronx. What's up? I'm from the Bronx. Benny from the Bronx. Nice. Well, I'm not from the Bronx. The, the delivery guy that called in earlier, he's my high school bully. And I'm feeling good right now. I want to talk about annual reviews. Okay. Oh, I like this. I like annual reviews. Well, I hate them. No, but yeah. What's but going on? They're an interesting well, no, dynamic. They're bullshit because you have to like interview for your job that you already got, supposedly. See, I, mine were and always, like, like, some guy just sitting across a table from me telling me everything he doesn't like about me or likes about me. But for me, mostly, it was things he doesn't like about Well, me. for me, too. They don't like me either because I'm always in late and everything. But I always feel like they're trying to get you to rat on Terry or something. Like, oh, yeah, Terry's accounts are all always so bad. Well, but, like, I think that... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, they really do try to pitch you against each other in those situations. Uh, and it is, and it's a situation where, I mean, one year is not really a good amount of time. I mean, a lot happens in a year. Like, I shouldn't be checking in on you one year later from the last time we sat down and talked about my job, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like uh, my boss knows that, like, I do GSA shit. And um, I made a joke in my annual review about how I was really broke. And it was like, oh, I, I, like, I need a good raise or something. And he said, this is not socialism. You are paid exactly the amount of money that you bring to the company. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's not true. You know that's not true. <laughs> right, because like, I'm sure there's an app he has on his phone that like the boss's app that like gets you like what what like what does Ben bring to the company? I mean, yeah, I mean you, you spend all day just figuring out what next song you're going to play on your on your headphones, right? And paying you what you bring to the company actually probably would be kind of more like socialism. Since... Yeah, it is. <laughs> like he's the right, one. Like that's... if I could work two or three days a week, like that'd be fucking great. Well, no, I mean, if you, and all the stuff you touch, I mean, you're probably creating a lot more money than what they're paying for. You know, they oh, absolutely. I mean, that's how most jobs and are. It's like if if like, you paid me per box that I threw here, and how much that makes you every time a box goes through the chute, I'd be a millionaire. Oh yeah, yeah. I could work one day a week and just like ball out all the time. That's how I feel too. That's what I want to do. Yeah, that's that's wild. It, it's like uh, it's like um. They they also call you in there and you have to sit down and hear like, here's why we're only giving you a two percent raise this year, and then they tell you a bunch of stuff that, that like because when you're so you're late a lot, right? Do you get your work done? Oh though? hell yeah! Do you get your work done though? Oh yeah! See, I always felt yeah, like that's can, not a crime. Wait ten minutes, right? I yeah, I feel like lateness isn't a crime, especially I'll say this in New York where you don't have control. 
over the 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 mass transit and stuff, you know? Well, I used that excuse a lot for a long time, and then it just, like, sort of got a little dry. But then, like, the kicker of the whole thing was that he was like, well, if you want to build your career, you got to um, just let me know 10 months in advance if you want to apply to another company. 10 Wait, months? what? <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, like, I'll let you know 10 days in advance, right? Like, this is like two weeks, right? A 10 month advance? You're, are you going to find a new job and be like, all right, well, I'll, now what we have to do is wait 10 months until I can quit my other job? <laughs> right, yeah, like, hey, guys, like, I know you guys really like me, but, like, I'm just, like, around Christmas time, like, I'll be around. Yeah, and it is also the other thing about it when it comes to raises too. When they do that annual review thing, is where like if they can get you on some bullshit, like some recent stuff, then they'll screw up your whole year because they'll be like, "Well, you have a lot to work on, so you're only going to get you know one percent this year." And it's like I don't, I have to wait a whole year to try to get more money from you, even though I'm doing all this work. And um, even though rent's going up six percent or whatever, right? It is, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We had uh, there, there's. Those things are a fucking scam. They're just, they're working against you, it feels like, now that you bring it up. Like, I never liked them before. I mean, I was always thought they were crap, and I hated going in there and talking to them, and it was it was just them explaining why you weren't going to get anything that you thought you should get, you know, or why bonuses were being cut, or healthcare is going up, and all of that. It was just a chance for them to give you all the bad news at once. And then they checked in when you're yeah. later to do it again. Hell yeah, dude! Like, what? Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I. That sucks. That sucks. I actually had. Um, I actually uh, one of somebody I know. Their boss told them they made too much money already. They were like, "For your position, you, yeah. you make too." They got a new boss, and they're like, "You make too much money." And it's like, what? Well, what am I supposed <laughs> to do with that? You know, I'm not going to take a pay cut. I hope you're not telling me I'm going down in wages right now. Yeah, but they don't do. Yeah, that's the only right, thing you know. Fire me. That's the only thing you do get is they won't make you take a pay cut usually, but they're not going to give you your raise. It's the same thing we talked about on the basement show this week. It's like they. It's. It almost feels weird for you to be like, oh, I don't accept. You can't be like. They'd be like, here's your raise. And you're like, oh, I don't accept that raise. I think I deserve a little bit more. Here's the reasons why. And you let them know. That's not what the situation is. The situation is they've called you into the office to tell you a bunch of stuff and try to get you to rat on somebody. And then they tell you how much they're going to pay you and you leave. It's not an interactive experience, you know? God, I would love to have any kind of amount of power in like this sort of scenario, right? Like, where I'm like, well, you know, I'll leave. But, like, obviously they know that I just can't leave, right? No. Well, I mean, they probably think you could. But I think the thing is they don't think you ever will. Like, especially because I've been in your place where it's like I'm the kind of – so you show up late every day. I kind of – I never really was, like, showing up late, but I always left early. Like at every job I've ever had, I leave 10 minutes early or something like that. And I get caught and I get yelled at. And then I wait a couple months and I start doing it again. And it, they always, I think felt like it always felt to me like, Oh, well, this is the only place that's going to put up with that. 
you know, and I think that they yeah. probably think that about you too. They're like, well, he, he can't go anywhere else. He's late all the time. And it's like, well, if you were paying me enough not to be late, then maybe I wouldn't be late all the time. <laughs> I'd still be late, man. Me too. I'm with you. I'm. I mean, I would still yeah. leave early. I'm a very. I'm an early leaver. I'm always pushing that grace period. Everywhere I worked, I remember I worked at a grocery store, and they said you have a seven minute grace period on either side. Of... You showed up at eight oh seven every day. <laughs> I showed up at eight oh seven and left at five at four thirty four fifty three every day. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. I don't need that money. <laughs> I grace periods rule. I mean, I see everything in a grace period way that like less than 10 is okay. It's the same thing with like speed limits. It's like, hey, you go nine over, you're fine. No, I have a, I had a, I have a three day grace period on my rent with the people that were paying me before. So I paid on the third every single month, the third at 11 PM every single month. And I got a new landlord, a guy that bought the place, and I kept doing the same thing. And he was like, you know, uh, usually, I mean, traditionally rents due on the first. And I was like, yeah, oh, you're right, you're right. I do know that, but I used to have a grace period, so that's what I'm accustomed to. If we're monarchists here and just, like, traditionally, this is how things were done or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, back in back in the day during the aristocracy. Back in the good old days. Right? Yeah. I, my rent was, I had a five-day grace period, and then my, my landlord moved away, and now it's no grace period. And it's like, well, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I didn't make you move. You know what I mean? I need that five days. That I need five days. <laughs> yeah, I need a lot of time to move out, right? Like, Ten, ten months. If you're looking for my rent. So he's basically like, if you decide you're going to look for another job, you have to wait. You have to let me know 10 months before you decide to make this job search. Because a job search, I mean, I hope in my heart that a job search should never take 10 months. You know? No, I mean. And it, like in New York, it moves so fast, right? So like I could never, ever go to another employer and just be like, hey. Uh, well, you know, like, I'd like to start working here next year or something, right? Like, yeah, let's, can we plan for like a 2019 start date for me? <laughs> if this all works Please, out. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I abs- love that, right? That's really absurd. I mean, I don't even know where that comes from. That just seems like a personal vendetta. That just seems like someone saying, like, I own you. That just really, that's all I'm thinking is someone's trying to say, like, I you know what? You want to talk about advancing your career? I'm in charge of your career, okay? You're going to tell me before you advance your career. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. I'm... All right. Thanks, boys. <laughs> hey, man, have a good night. Oh, man, a- annual reviews are the shits, man. It's My tough. worst annual review story was me trying to get a job. Like, I was trying to get fired. I had my annual review and they gave me really high marks and then gave me a raise. And I felt like they were like messing with you. Shit. Like you can't reverse psychology us here. Yeah. So it was that's why I had to quit my job without I wanted to get fired to get that unemployment. But I couldn't get fired. And then I had that review and I was like told my wife I was like. I ain't going to get fired, man. I don't know what I have to do to get fired because they just gave me a max raise here. (laughs) What about when they make you write about yourself? Like, what's your biggest, what are you working on this year, you know? Yeah, there are a lot of, I mean, once you get up in those high positions, you got to, like, go in with a portfolio and shit, talking about what you did. And it's like, 
Ugh, that I never want to move up in the company if that's what I got to do. <laughs> yeah, they're absurd. They really are. Now that he brings it up, like that's just you know once a year check in, like hey, you know you're still doing the job. Um, we don't like that. We have to pay you for it, so we're gonna give you the least amount possible. <laughs> We don't like that we have to pay you. You know, real bummer about this situation me and you have found ourselves in is that I have to pay you for the work that you do. Papers need to be pushed, and unfortunately, you're the one doing that. So here we are. I love that. I love your, your like, nonchalant way of saying it. Well, that's the relationship. It is. It is. They always do say it. It is, like, very, like understated conversation. No, they never give you, like, good points for bringing in a really good Skyline Chili Dip on a football Friday. No, you don't get anything for social being socially no. good at work. Nothing comes of that. They tell you that you have to. Right. Like, that was something that happened a lot with me, was, like, all of my seven yearly reviews that I had at the cable company talked about how, like, you don't even show up to, like, softball, or you don't show up to those community days where we clean up the town, and you don't show... And I'm like... I don't like any of that stuff. I hate that stuff. I don't like, I would sit in this room and be like, it's nothing against you, but I don't like you people. Yeah, I don't want to go (laughs) hang with you people outside of this job. Yeah, I have like a life outside of here with other friends, and I like those friends that I chose, not these ones. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, you know, we're not so bad, are we, Brian? Now that you learned <laughs> to, to get along with us here, you've become a, a big part of the team. That's why we want to get you out there on the basketball team this fall. Yeah, I went to softball once, and then I wouldn't play, and they just got even more annoyed <laughs> with me. I was like, what the hell, dude? I told you I didn't want to play softball. I you came know, to we're the not damn at work. Thing. I can kick your fucking ass right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's really how it felt. They were so mad. It's like, shit, I told you I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and so I came and I said I'd come and be a part of it. So I came to be a part of it. And now you're like, why aren't you playing softball? I'm like, because I don't fucking want to play softball with you people. I want to be able to leave. I don't want to get stuck in a nine inning situation with you. <laughs> you know, I got I, I gave up on uh, team kickball. Because we went, me and they were like, we need people to be on our team. We don't have enough. And so I signed up and I got Erica to sign up. And we went and we showed up and they already had two people to replace us. These like two really cool athletic guys that were friends with somebody that was like, they were going to the after party and we weren't going to the after party. And they were like, do you, do you mind if they take their sp- your spot? And I was like, no, I don't. I'm just going to go home back like I should have done and never signed up for this stupid work kickball team (laughs) go watch a movie with my wife yeah i don't (laughs) want to do shooters tonight at all (laughs) i know i never went to bar nights the only time i went to a bar night was when they said like you should come to this bar night i'm your boss right when they threatened you and i was like all right i'll be there and then i went and i it was okay but it's just people just telling ribald jokes well i'll tell you what happened though i went to that bar night right and they were like, oh, I just think you're so cool. Like, they all thought I was really cool and fun to be around. That's why they wanted me there. And I got there, and I hung around with them and stuff. Within the next, like, two months, I was a lead for a while. And yeah. then I got a promotion to a boss that I never went out with. Hmm. Was not a lead in that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. I moved way down the depth chart <laughs> when I moved to a different job. Brian, I need someone that can finish a 30-pack of Bush Light when I really need the help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
I didn't. I, that's why I wasn't. I'm not successful at a, a good networker. I guess. Let's let's see who's on the line here. We're we're filled all the way back up. Um, Listen, if you're on, if you've been on hold, I mean, we should. It's just we're not going to get to all the calls tonight, folks. We're gonna we're gonna cut it at three hours because I think three and a half hours is a lot <laughs> for the. We've listener. got some time. We can speed round it a little bit. We'll see where we get. We'll see what we get through. We just I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or anything. We're trying here. We also don't know who your numbers are, and we don't know your username, so we're not specifically targeting you, as some subtweets have suggested. Yeah, we don't target anybody. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, all it's Zane from Texas, your non-binary donkey wrangling pal. Donkey wrangling? Yeah, remember he had that trouble with the donkeys he had to move for his grandpa? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm sorry, I'm, was it a party, was it the party <laughs> show? Because I was wasted last week. Uh, I think it was a month, or, a month or so ago. Oh, I don't remember what happened two weeks ago now. Also, my pronouns are, my pronouns are they then. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That that. Nah, I'm, you good. You good. I'm the it's worst not like you, about you, that. You don't know me. <laughs> well, what's up? What's going on? Uh, not much. Um, I was laughing because I, I wanted to tell y'all another small business story. Uh, but y'all were talking about canvassing earlier, and it's about that. Yeah, that's great. Tell us. Oh, did you canvass? Uh, I so apologize if you canvass, and I <laughs> made you feel bad about. It. I'm just. I'm really like. I want to. Uh, yeah, well, let us hear the story because <laughs> I'll I'll try to give oh, my yeah, side. No, I, I, I was I was so angry. No, it's okay. I wasn't like a door to door canvasser. I was like, you know, the, the busy pedestrian sidewalks. I was like coming, like calling to people walking down the street, saying like, "Hey, we're out here fighting racism, and we need your help." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been hit by by that. When I went to Denver the first time, I left with like three subscriptions from people like that. The ACLU tried to get us. The ACLU stopped us in in New Orleans, and they were like, hey, do you want to fight for gay rights? And I was like, well, I'm in a hurry, but I do. I do want to fight for gay rights, though. (laughs) But they might use some of that money to protect a Nazi's free speech, though. That's what I feel. That's what I think. And that's just, I I mentioned that. So if you talk to someone from ACLU in New Orleans, that means you talk to someone that works for the same company that I did. Um, Because I worked for, it's, I'm going to name drop because I'm super pissed off at this company. Yes. Ah, nobody does that. Um, this is the best news. <laughs> uh, so they're called Grassroots Campaigns Incorporated, and they're a third-party like company. They are for-profit that does stuff for non-profit. Sure. So they, they have a workforce of people, and they say, well, you know, well, what do, do they pay you per sign-up? Is that how it works? So we got minimum wage. And then we, uh, based on our averages for how much money we made, we got more. Okay. Yeah. That's and so they were always like, well, if you're unhappy with your pay, just do better. Sure. <laughs> make more, make more people sign up, make more people fight for gay rights. <laughs> Brett, Brett calls yeah. these, Brett calls so, these, um, write your own paycheck jobs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, basically we have those. I mean, there's all there, that ad is in the, in the newspaper all the time. It's like, are you passionate about, um, activist issues want to make a thousand dollars a week yeah it's, it's bullshit you don't you don't make a thousand dollars how much did you make a week if you don't mind us asking uh so like a really really good week when i was like getting people all the time uh i think my biggest paycheck was 
like eight hundred and fifty dollars for two weeks. God, that no, that's not a, that's not a thousand dollars a week. That doesn't get really close. No. Were you good at it? Were you? Would you say you were pretty? Were, oh, I was you, pretty good at it. I was like, I just like talking to people, and I'm good at making people like realize why issues are important. Uh, were, were you but also? Would just, I? Would you say you were one of the better? people at like do you think you were making an average amount of money i would say for the first few months i was there i think i was doing i was like top 10 in the office but after that uh like the whole office just started doing poor like nobody in austin uh was donating anymore we 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 couldn't get any money but it was mostly because we switched from planned parenthood which like everybody knows and everybody's down with for the most part and we switched to southern poverty law center which like nobody knows about. Like, have y'all heard about the SPLC? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we well, know. We know and because we're in that we're in that world, though. We're not a fair representation yeah. of people who know no, th- no, about but, that. But I mean, no, seriously, saying those words out loud is a very confusing thing that I don't know if people would know. You know exactly what that means. Yeah, so we're out here on the corner, like, hey, you want to sue some Nazis? Like, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> so this story starts with like coming into the office and I worked there for about like five, six months. And then it, uh, it starts with me coming in the office, all the, like all of the nifty stuff that's on the wall. Like there's a poster that says anti-fascist zone and like the office was chill. And I legitimately loved everybody I worked with except for our boss. Uh, yeah, I could see that actually. Was your boss? I, I let me ask this: uh, Would you w- was it a liberal boss or were you w- was it a, a tyrant, like a small business tyrant? Oh, yeah. he, well, like, which he claimed to be a communist. Yeah, because I'll say this: I'll say this. Be, I was going to say a lib- like I said, liberal or small business tyrant. A lot of small business tyrants are liberals, so it's that's not that's not <laughs> mutually they're not different. Like, but yeah, so the dude was like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a communist, you know? I'm really into this this social." But I run a company called Grassroots Movements Incorporated. No, he's yeah. just managing it. Though. Yeah, it's incorporated. Yeah, so yeah, he's a manager. There's like a national office. There's offices all over the country. Like, there's one in New Orleans. Um, and stuff like that. But this story also ends with me almost fighting his stepdad. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's hear it. Uh, so for the first couple of weeks, I was like, well, I kind of like our boss. He seems kind of chill. And everybody else that's been there for longer was like, don't fall for it. Um, and I shouldn't have fallen for it. I should never have defended the guy. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that kind of thing happens, though. Like, I, I, I've been... Uh, the best example I could give is like payday advance. People are like, don't fall for that. And I'm like, well, I need money. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like sometimes you just don't think clearly. <laughs> so, um, he, uh, he's no, he was known very much for like hitting on every single female employee that came in. Uh, we had a massive turnover rate, especially for female employees, just because they immediately got creeped out by him. Um, he was constantly kicked. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, he had serious anger management issues, and if someone like spoke against him in the office, uh, he would often like just go into the back room and pout for a while. So he wanted uh, to be like a. Funny. Di- he thought communism meant be a dictator. Yeah, he was a Trotskyist. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I never, I never ever trust Trotsky. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, um, that really sucks. I mean, that's that's also those environments. Um, when I talked to, I, I did a third show uh, with Lubitsa about that. I think with uh, working for those companies that seem like they are out to help and it's like you know hey we gotta we gotta pay for the lights but we're still working on something great but you know you on the ground level you're just being told to make more money you know you're just being told to get more numbers it's very much like it's it's a business model that's set up to take advantage of people who are willing to take the hit because they feel like they they want to help change the world you know that 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 yeah that I mean I felt the same way when I was like looking into being a uh, into being a social worker that it was like it looks like I'm gonna have to take a low amount of pay to do this job because I want to help people and it's like yeah that, because we're good people yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's really weird that they like that stinks that they take advantage of people like that um. So I was, uh, like, in a bad spot financially, and I was crashing on my buddy's couch, who also worked there. Um, but he was roommates with our boss. <laughs> okay. So, every, and he was a bad roommate. Like, not my friend. My friend was great. Uh, but our boss was just a horrible roommate. Like, he was never doing the dishes. He was always eating the other people's food and uh, all that stuff. And it's like, you're our boss, you make more money than all of us, and you never contribute anything to the house, ever. I'm sleeping on the couch, and I've done more chores than you have in the three months that you've been here. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Well, he's a boss, right? We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about a boss. So bosses never... I'm sure bosses' houses are dirty, or they have somebody cleaning them for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's like a self-proclaimed communist who very much has, like, rich parents. Always, yeah. Uh, but- and... And they were always willing to bail him out. Yeah, the the Vanguard um, has most of the Vanguard has rich parents. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of the Vanguard is usually pretty good at being in charge because they have a bunch of money. <laughs> they have extra time. They don't have to go to work to extra, be in charge. Extra time and extra money, so they'll be very good at it. <laughs> Damn, I have some friends that are going to be real pissed off. <laughs> I can't help yeah, it. You know, <laughs> tankies, man. Tankies, man. Um, uh, but so I would have to, like, deal with his bullshit at the office, and then I'd go back to the couch I was sleeping on and have to deal with his bullshit there. Um, and that was when I started realizing, oh, he's not cool at all. He's not a cool guy. And that was when my, my tides started to change, and I was like, oh, no, I'm on the side of the workers. I should have been on their side the whole time. It's hard to be on the side of the um, workers, though, when you think that your boss – is like a cool person that's trying to make things happen in the world, right? Like, it, it doesn't yeah. feel like you should be. I, I understand that, like, it, it you should always be in conflict with the boss, but it doesn't feel like you should have to. But then again, it's like this dude is paying me minimum wage. I'm not your friend, buddy. You know <laughs> exactly. And it was like definitely against every time we tried to unionize. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, uh, there's a lot of libs are against that too. But definitely, like they're like, "Well, I love unions, but not in this business that I own." <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was the uh, that was the, the constant thing was because it was company policy that we made minimum wage, and we got up from that, right? 
Yeah. Uh, but we have we have offices in multiple states. So like the Seattle office's minimum wage was fifteen dollars, and our minimum wage was seven uh, twenty five. That is crazy. That sucks. That's so our minimum wage too. If the actually. Seattle office is hitting their average, they're making twenty bucks an hour, and if we're hitting our average, we're hopefully averaging ten or eleven. Yeah, yeah, that that's for sure. So, so what happens when like you're stuck living with your boss <laughs> and there's and they're terrible okay. roommates? <laughs> so, uh, it got to the point where like uh, it was me on the couch and then my buddy and my buddy's girlfriend, um, who is also my buddy, uh, but she didn't work with us. So that's why she, she doesn't come into the story as much except for when we're at the house. And she'd gotten to the point where she just refused to talk to him. And if, he, if, if she came in and he was using, like, her cooking equipment, she'd just start screaming at him and say, like, you never clean it. Like, like she would just scream at him. And she, at first I was like, holy cow, you're just intense. And then I was like, oh, she's completely justified in everything. Because <laughs> he's a huge dude. He's, like, 6'4", and she's, like, 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> And so she would start screaming at him to get just to get him to go away. And he would always try to be intimidating and big in the house, like in, in their living space. Yeah, uh, yeah that definitely. Just, yeah, don't live with your boss, man. That's, that's horrible. Well, and apparently they'd uh, my buddy and him had known each other since high school, and he sucked then too. Yeah, I mean that guy. This dude is never got, was never cool. You know, what I bet. Yeah. He, I mean, did do you do you think that maybe this person said they were communists so that they could uh, so because they felt like ah, if I say I'm a communist, everybody will just listen to me. They think I'm doing because like they just wanted you to know they were a leftist. You know, they wanted you yeah, to feel yeah. solidarity with them. It didn't matter if they were a communist or a socialist. They probably saw a lot of the dudes that you worked with or a lot of the women you worked with. And, like, you're a person, right, that has radical politics. So this dude looked at you and was like, oh, I got to I, I gotta give rad- I gotta have radical politics here. Because it doesn't sound like if he's being intimidating to women oh, no. and stuff... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he was the worst communist of men. He was a communist by, like, saying he was only. And he had a couple posters on his wall. And uh, he he would always be like, my granddad fought the fascists in Spain. Um, <laughs> okay. You can't take like, credit cool, for your you granddad, doing? though. <laughs> <laughs> my granddad um, uh, did... My granddad played tennis, but I don't get any sort of uh, credit for his <laughs> tennis skills at all like nothing i could go around and tell everybody all day my grandpa was decent at tennis and people would be like i don't give a shit like what your grandpa did yeah uh so a few months ago uh one of our co-workers died and that sucked for a lot of us because we all really liked him he was one of the nicest guys most of us had ever met uh, and he, it was, it was purely one of those accidents happened. Um, and he just wasn't there anymore. But a couple of weeks before he died, uh, he'd given me, uh, all of his pot smoking accoutrements because he decided he didn't want to smoke pot anymore. Okay. Well, that's, uh, a, I love it when that I happens. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was like, this is a sudden bundle of like a vape and a bunch of blunt wraps and like a one hitter that came with the, uh, you know those little wooden things, uh, 
that you can put like the little uh like the cigarette looking one hitter in and then stuff some weed in there uh i can't think of what it's called you put the cigarette in one it's nifty yeah that sounds cool i like that idea (laughs) yeah it makes it look you can smoke it anywhere nobody knows what you can yeah that's what Um, i do with this pen i have a pen and you can just you can hit it in the store and nobody will say anything (laughs) right uh, so after he'd passed away, me and a couple of our coworkers had all gone back to the house and we were like using one of these blunt wraps that he'd given us, uh, you know, and kind of smoking a blunt in memory of him. And, uh, my boss was not included in this. <laughs> he shouldn't have, uh, a so boss should we, never be included in a blunt. No, not at all. Uh, and he, uh, like came out of his room and started using uh, like her housemate's dishes uh, to cook with. And she starts doing what she does. She's like, you can't use my dishes. We've had this discussion and she's screaming at him. And she's like, look, we have people here right now. We're trying to do a thing. Would you just stop and like stop being, being like this? And he gets like really intimidating, like stands in the corner, kind of shaking his fist a bit. And, uh, like, looking around the room, like, trying to get support from all of us. And we're just kind of like, we're not in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm this not on your side, dude. We're, we're, we're not in this. Um, and, <laughs> like, because I'm on the couch, I finally go, like, hey, man, like, you're being kind of intimidating right now. And whether you mean to or not, you know, I'm trying to be chill here. What do you mean? You're being intimidating. So, like, go to your room, take a second, and then come back out and have this discussion, Okay. And uh, he just goes, being a six-foot-tall man does not make me intimidating. And he just storms off. <laughs> he was trying to be... Look, being a six-foot-tall foot man makes makes him a minority, I guess. You know, he doesn't... He want, he's, he's, like, fighting for his own social justice, I guess, in a way. <laughs> well, but that's what you also have to consider, like, for a lot of thin people, very large men are inherently intimidating. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I mean, I feel that way a lot of times, too, though. Like, I, I feel like there are times where, because I'm a big dude that, like, is loud and shit. And I'm like, I can see why somebody would be, like, because un- I was, I used to be, like, really thin and small when I was growing up. And I was, like, intimidated by everybody. But now, like, there's no reason honestly for me to feel uncomfortable like nobody ever like try like because of just who i am like in oh are you not going to tell me how oppressed you are yeah well yeah because like i'm a white (laughs) like i'm a white dad that like doesn't have any tattoos right and there's just nothing that identifies me as anything other than just some guy and like, but if I start yelling, people start listening to me. We talked about that recently on the show. It's like people would just like listen, listen to you. And, and then you do this thing where you start to like, you're able to like kind of be intimidating and take charge of a room. And like, you got to be real careful not to do that. Like, it's not on the other people not to feel intimidated. It's on you to make everybody feel comfortable is the way that I see exactly. that sort of responsibility, you know? I I completely agree. Uh, I mean, your so life is he, fairly easy if you look... I, I mean, I assume he probably 
kind of looks a little like me or is built like me i guess your life is not that hard when you're like this i mean you know you break chairs yeah, and stuff like tall, that he's a tall like thick white guy with a beard <laughs> yeah 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 no i yeah it's like you can't like just corner people like it's not a thing like if you look like that you shouldn't be cornering people and yelling at them you know that's not exactly a good look i guess uh and so he like storms off into his room and then we're all just kind of sitting there trying to smoke a blunt in memory of our dead coworker, and then we hear just a bunch of banging around and stuff in his room and uh, just a bunch of like noises like he's throwing a fit. He was punching uh, his wall. Was he punching then, his walls? I love guys that punch their wall. <laughs> he punched a hole in the wall. <laughs> I love those guys. I used to know this guy that punched the shit out of the side of his house all the time. He would just get so mad at his dad, and he would go outside and just punch his house. You could look well, yeah, at it and see at knuckles. your dad. That's like a 16-year-old thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know any adults that have punched a hole in their wall in a very long time. And he's like 28 and a boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you have to go in and confront um, him? No. So, so he stayed in his room for the rest of the night. But remember that part of the story because it comes back later. Uh... So officially, like, he doesn't talk to any of the people that were there at the office any more than he has to. And you can tell that he starts passively making our job harder. Um, yeah, probably like not. Even... doing small things like uh, misfiling a paper so somebody didn't get health care. Yeah, I can see that. Like, and he probably, it, I'm not trying to defend him or anything, but he probably did that stuff without really thinking, like, Oh, I'm be I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this person over. I'm gonna be mean, but he was totally doing it to like he probably like some of the things he did like if he created a new rule or something he just did it because he looked at you and he got mad at you. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. <laughs> for that night he looked at you for the rest of the time and he remembered how mad he was that night and he was like, "No more earbuds, okay?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, he'd start doing stuff like uh, everybody's averages have been low and we're going to start having to actually make firings if you don't do the average and blah, 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 blah. Um, but he legitimately did uh, straight up uh, ignore somebody's health care paperwork. Yeah. Uh, he filed his own and did not file the other person's because they were on the same schedule. Okay. Uh, and, he did. and that was just... Yeah. Yeah, it super screwed someone over because he had uh this guy had back issues because he got tackled by a cop at a protest uh a couple months before. That sucks. That really uh, blows. And um so yeah, he just started being crappy to everybody, so we started getting little digs in at the office whenever we could. Um I guess I'll say his name. I don't give a crap. His name's Axel. And so <laughs> Of course his started, name's Axel. <laughs> Yeah, right? Um, what a meathead name. Like the guy... <laughs> Sorry to all the Axles listening. I'm just saying. Yeah, I feel like he's all the Axles. That sucks for Axles now. I'm, dude, I probably there's probably a Lonnie that's listening too that's like, dang, I'm not a Lonnie, dude. I, I don't ride a dirt bike. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it sounds very much like asshole. So we started just like uh, saying asshole. I mean, Axel, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
And we'd do little things, because, like, uh, after that, he tried to screw over the housemates, because he's on the lease. Um, and then he just kind of disappeared for a couple weeks over Christmas, and he got away with it because he's the boss, and he just told, like, his boss, the regional manager, like, he was taking Christmas break, and then he got sick. Uh, and so that's why he was gone for weeks. But he was really just down in San Antonio with his rich parents trying to dodge out on all his problems and assuming they'd be gone when he came back. Because he acted like a crazy person, too. That's the thing, is he was dodging exactly. them. Yeah. So how did it end up? So a couple months later, after so much has happened, uh, he started, uh, he, he was just gone from the house for like a week. And nobody really knew what was going on. He just wasn't at the house. Uh, and um, he mentioned to one of our coworkers, which was, I got to say, one of the dumbest things he did because we're friends. All of the coworkers are friends, including our two assistant bosses. They were two dope-ass people. They were awesome. Uh, and I found out later that one of them was apparently, like, got the job just to seed for a union. <laughs> um, <laughs> salting. That's called salting. Yeah, that's what it was. Salting, my bad. Um, and, uh, so that guy told us that he got himself a new place and he was just going to dip, uh, on the rent and on the lease. And I was like, I don't know how he thinks he's going to get away with this because we all work at the same place. We, he can't just disappear. Yeah. You have to confront this and he's on the lease. So he can't just yeah. get out of the lease either. He's got to pay that rent. Yeah. Uh, and so we figured out, like, okay, so eventually he's going to come back to the house to get all his stuff, probably on a day when he assumes nobody's at the house. Uh, so we just made sure we were always at the house for the next week. And uh, lo and behold, he comes with his, with his mom and his stepdad to the house. <laughs> he brought his mom. <laughs> From San Antonio. He his mom and like, dad. They came because he has no friends. <laughs> Mommy and daddy. Um, Interesting choice for a posse. I would not choose mommy and daddy. I wouldn't posse. bring my mom and dad with me if I was going to go like confront my confront a problem that I'd I'd made for myself. And so, like, it's a very tense situation with like me and the two people I'm living with, and then him and his mom and dad. Um, I would have. By the way, if, if I was your roommate, I would have just left the house because I can't be in a situation like that. Like I, well, yeah, that's what I, <laughs> when I was trying to be like calm middleman, I was sitting here going like, "Look, man, this is a hostile situation for you. Like, maybe I'll take over your part of the lease, and you just find yourself a new spot, okay?" Uh, but no, he he wouldn't do it. Uh, and uh, so they, they start moving his stuff out, and we're, of course, like, standing in the kitchen talking very loudly about how shitty he is and how goofy it is that he brought his mom and dad. And, like, we're doing this on purpose to annoy him and make it clear to his mom and dad what kind of a crappy person their kid is. <laughs> like, that he's a loser, um, at least. Like, you brought your mom and dad? <laughs> well, and his mom is being a jerk to us. Uh... For no reason. We haven't said nothing to her mom, uh, to his mom. And then, like, one of my friends goes, like, uh, he brought his mom, and he's always complaining to us about how much his mom sucks, because he is. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. And, uh, 
And uh, so his mom said to my friend, uh, he said to her, she said to her, uh, you're just so mean to everyone because you don't even respect yourself. And, <laughs> and she just says, you don't fucking know me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she, and she, she basically says, like, you know, this stupid, this, this stupid bitch doesn't even know me. And then his stepdad goes, how dare you say that about my wife? And starts storming into the kitchen at this, like, small girl. Like, this small. Uh, and so I, the first thing I did was square up. Like, I just jumped in the middle of his storming and squared up to him. And we're both, like, country boys from Texas. And uh, we just do that kind of really dumb thing that country boys do when they square up to each other and go like, boy, what? Boy, what? What you going to do, boy? Boy, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did the dad leave? Uh, for like you could have. No, no, that's what's funny. I was about to deck his dad. Uh, and then she cuts in with, and I, I love her so much because uh, she cuts in with, they're not a boy. They're pronouns that they them. <laughs> that pissed that guy off it had to have pissed their stepdad off well it was funny as hell because he just steps down he just backs up because you could tell he was not expecting that and he just goes like i i wasn't i wasn't trying to be a bigot here i was i was oh oh and he just kind of backs up out of the kitchen <laughs> that is incredible like i've never heard of somebody getting in a fight with their boss's dad that is, that axel you're pathetic if you're a listener to this show which is possible if you're a communist there are a lot of communists to listen to this show you're come on face your issues no he is pathetic pal. and and he is he's a misogynistic piece of crap uh abusive manipulative and a liar he's a bad guy um, but this, remember I said he punched a hole in the wall. So as they're moving the last bit out, we're like, you, you, we're saying to his parents, like, you think we're the bad guys here, but your kids punched a hole in the wall. Like, we're not the bad guys here. And he says something. This whole time, by the way, Axel has not said anything to us. <laughs> He's like doing the thing where like this is really wild scene now that that now that you said that because it's like there's the people that live in the house are fighting with this dude's parents and this guy is silent and like just do like that is a yeah guy. I would have left like it was a strange scene yeah I would I can't be I can't be that uncomfortable like I cannot. I'll close. I like. I have this thing where, like, if it gets really uncomfortable, I just close my eyes. I just will just close my eyes. That to me is like the maximum amount of uncomfortable because whether you like a person or not, when you live with them, there is something there, no matter what. Even if you yes. hate that person, there's a bunch of history, and there was a period where you had affection for those for that person. You know. Exactly, because he decided, well, we can live together. Not to mention, it's legally binding friendship. It is, it is, <laughs> it is. It's like getting, it's basically kind of like getting married, but only for a year. Like, you have to spend one year <laughs> together. I had a real bad one. I, I had a real bad roommate, too, at one point. That It's just the worst feeling in the world. He wasn't a bad roommate. I was probably a bad It was probably two two half bad roommates that caused one bad roommate issue, you know? <laughs> 
I, there's been better yeah. people than me. Well, well, thank you for calling, and I wish you would have beat well, no, up that is, guy's dad. The last bit of the story. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. The last bit of the story. So he's been silent this whole time, um, and he finally says something when we're like, your kid punches holes in the wall. Uh, he goes, I headbutted it. <laughs> Hold on a second. You can talk all the shit you want about me. Well, I'm not going to let you... <laughs> Get it wrong. We're, we're doing the history of what yeah. happened to this wall. It's, it didn't happen with my fist. <laughs> it reminds me of that guy that got in a fight with his girlfriend on the street in New York and walked over to that window and just banged his head on it and fell down. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, that viral video? Like, people that bang things with their heads are why. But I will defend him in that, like, a head on drywall, it's pretty easy to, to bust that. Like, he probably oh, yeah. thought he was just going to bang his head on the wall and it would just bounce <laughs> off. But instead, it was like he went through the drywall and he probably felt weird about it. For the, He probably concussed himself. You made a guy so mad that he went into his bedroom and concussed himself. I'm, that's something to be proud of. <laughs> so... While I have the platform, and after you've heard all of that bull crap, I really want to make sure everyone knows about this company and how shitty they are. Okay. Uh, um, because, so all of this has happened over X amount of months, and multiple employees have made complaints about him. Um, it, all of this is happening. The regional manager came down twice to talk to him, um, did not fire him, did not punish him, um, in no way. And uh, you're getting complaints from women that he's hitting on in the office. At one point, uh, he took like he went out with some coworkers to a bar and tried to just get one of the people drunk so that he could try and take her home. And even was like touching up on her on the dance floor that she does not remember. Jesus, what's so? Give us Um, the name of the company one more time. So, Grassroots Campaign Incorporated. So, at the end of this all, after we've complained for ages. They decide they're just going to shut down the Austin office, lay everybody off, and give Axel the opportunity to move to a different office. Jesus, that is brutal. So this company sucks, and if you're a salt, maybe go salt that joint. Maybe see if you can salt that place. <laughs> well, uh, But I just wanted everybody to know, like, those activist jobs, like, take them if you want, but if they're for grassroots campaigns, know that they don't care about you whatsoever they're only down there for their bottom line to the point that they're willing to let their bosses assault people right yeah yeah well thank you for that thank you for saying the name of the company that's that's a real special treat for us we don't usually get to hear the names of the companies yeah i don't like that whole protected sources and being polite stuff well, you have to. I it, it is one. I mean, I, my, I my office it. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's my true. My office doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Sometimes you. I mean, uh, I understand yeah, not they, wanting to say the name of the company and being nervous. But if you're not there anymore, and you're calling this show, please say the name of the company if you've had a bad experience, because we would love for people to know. Thank you. <laughs> All right. No worries. I love y'all. Have a good one. You, you too. too. Wow, that was that was incredible. Like. Never move in with your boss. That yeah. I mean, they on the call they said never move in with your boss, and they knew it was a mistake. And I know that somebody on somebody that's listening to the show might move in with their boss someday. <laughs> Just know that even if you think it's a good idea, 
It's still a bad idea. Yeah, when I went, one of my scuzzbag jobs I got, it was a boiler room sales job over the phone, and the cool guys all lived together, and the boss lived with them, and it was also another terrible situation because he made so much more than everybody else, and he would be like, you know, I fucking paid for this and that. He was counting how much ketchup was being used, type thing, and furniture. Yeah, furniture. Like all the furniture's mine. Yeah, and you guys are fucking it up. Yep. Yep, he was the dad, he owned everything, and he never chipped in. Once again, it was just like, hey, I'm manager material, you're workers, you clean the house. Right. Where are we at on time? Uh, time to go. It's three. Uh, well, we're Two sorry. hours and 57 minutes right now. Yeah, we got, we're cutting them at three hours now because we're bad dudes, I guess. No, we're cutting them at three hours because I don't think anybody wants to hear much more than three hours. It's a lot to do. Well, we're glad that you're here um, listening. Thank you for tuning in to Street Fight Radio. Uh, we will be back next week. We don't have any live shows planned right now. I'm trying to put some stuff together, long-term plans, but uh, that's all on the way. Head over to streetfightradio.com to find what we do. If you need more content, you can head over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash streetfightradio. It's a website where you can support the people that you like. We are on there. For $1 a month, you can get access to our exclusive bonus feed, which has like a few dozen episodes now of uh, bonus conversations Brian and I have had with people that we like. Uh, most recently, Brian talked to Kitty Stryker about some of the FOSTA, SESTA, sex work type stuff that's going on. And uh, we're going to have Matt Chrisman from Chapo Trap Houses on there. Uh, I did a show with T from Champagne Sharks. There's a lot of good shows on there. Uh, $3 a month, you get access to our digital zine. That's exclusive writing from Street Fight and art, people that listen, all that stuff. So please, if you want to get deeper involved, there's a lot of us miscreants here that are looking for uh, friends. So head on over to streetfightradio.com. Find us on social media. We're at Street Fight WCRS on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Look for the Street Fighters group on Facebook. If you answer the questions right, you can get in. Uh, we'll see you later this week. Peace.
Projector reset and new bearing cross Alien skies command our new flight Sojourns of lone stone soul Never one that loads a new 